Blog Talk Radio. Well, I want to say shalom, hello, greetings, hope tip. Uh, want to welcome everyone to another episode on this blog talk platform. This is the Five Spoonstone Network. This is Brother Seth. Don't know why the music didn't start. Do apologize for that delay there. Every once in a while, blog talk dropped the ball. Wasn't no mistake of my own, brothers and sisters. But tonight, we have current events. Uh, where we're talking about Jewish and black financial relationships along with the Kanye West ordeal. Again, we're talking about on current events tonight, brothers and sisters, Jewish and black financial relationships and the Kanye West ordeal. Tonight, Brother Elishua is going to be heading out. He's going to be spearheading this uh, research, this study, this uh, blog, this ministry, if you will, uh, because we're definitely going to have some solutions tonight. Brother, this is not just about Kanye West. This is about so-called African-American people and really the world uh, which we believe the Jewish world, the so-called Jewish world, those that say they are Jews, control. And so we're going to be talking about that. Again, no disrespect to any group of people, especially the so-called Jewish people. We just simply disagree that they are who they say they are, and uh, we definitely disagree with what we think uh, are happening with the power that they have on the earth. And so tonight, again, this show is definitely uh, uh, in love for humanity, all brothers and sisters. But we got to definitely deal tonight about this question, this Jewish power, this Jewish might that uh, they have throughout the whole world. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Not me, though. It's going to be Brother Elishua coming at you tonight. Brother Seth is going to chill back, uh, uh, chill out and listen to uh, 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 to what the brother has to say tonight, so I will be just working the boards, looking at uh, checking for sound and different things like that. Okay, so again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Five Swoops on Network. This is Brother Seth again uh, doing the intro, but uh, Brother LSU will be joining us shortly to um, do this great, great show that's coming your way, and I do mean it. I, the reason why I say that. Some of y'all think I should be throwing these words around, these adjectives around. Brother Elishua had the opportunity to sit down and talk to him on Sunday, and I'm telling y'all, he's going to go into some areas you never, ever thought. Not to mention he's going to be accompanied by uh, some of the co-hosts that may be chiming in as well. Again, tonight, black-Jewish relationships. And, uh, again, I'm Brother Seth. Coming at you from Fort Worth, Texas. Actually, I'm in Euless, but Elishua is definitely in Fort Worth. Suburbs, still the same area, and we just want to thank you for your time. Before I get to involved in talking about this show, I want to uh, open up with the Kanye West. Um, it's one of his tunes that I have uh, grown fond of, uh, and it says, "We're not afraid anymore." And this is basically what this brother is doing with his behavior. He is telling the Jewish world and those that control, that think they control his pocketbook, "We are not afraid of you." And uh, more more importantly, I am not afraid of you. And we respect that. And that's one reason we are uh, dedicating this show to uh, his struggle and really our struggle. And really, really, to be very honest with your brothers and sisters, we just really want to tell the truth. It's really the struggle of humanity because these people truly control our earth. They control the media. And uh, 
when you control the media and the narrative, you pretty much control the world. So this this song, uh, let me just play this little quick little song by Kanye West, and we'll bring on Brother Elishua and everybody else, all right? Again, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. We've been away, I know, for a while. Um, not that long, a couple of weeks here. But uh, we're back, brothers and sisters, all right? We'll be very back. Actually, that is not the one I wanted. Bear with me. Here's the one. Nebuchadnezzar tried to make Shadrach, Meshach And the bag to go Eat the food We ain't eating your food We ain't bowing to your statue We know that our God is going to deliver us And even if our God don't come right now We still ain't bowing
background again that's Kanye West saying we are not afraid anymore and I think the brother has, his actions have spoken louder than his words uh, if you've been um, listening to any media in this in the world really because it's uh, one of the top um, top topics right now is what, is what a lot of people are talking about on social media uh, the lynching of Kanye West or some people saying he he deliberately did this to uh, break out of the contract. I'm going to let she'll get into that. But, folks, I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Five Song Network. It's Brother Seth. We've been away for a couple of weeks. We do ask you for forgiveness for that, brothers and sisters. So much going on, I can't get into it. This is LSU's night. I'm not going to try to uh, do too much on this mic. I'm going to turn it over to him and uh, just know that we probably won't. Uh, he'll, I don't know how he want to roll with it. But uh, LSU, just so you know, uh, there is Brother Pastor Chris already in the house. Just so you know, you have that. And as the co-hosts come in, if they or as as our normal co-hosts come in, I'll let you know they're in the house. What you want to do with them, you can let me know, okay? But um, brothers and sisters, uh, tonight again, we're not only talking about the Kanye West ordeal. We're also talking about Jewish and Black financial relationships. Again, LSU is going to get into that. I want to remind everybody we have over 500 shows with hundreds of topics uh, you can uh, that have had on co-hosts like Pastor Chris and Sister Eliana and Brother John and Brother Purcell Porsche and Brother uh, LSU uh, and um, probably somebody, Brother Dan, even joined us for a little while. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, there's several co-hosts we've had on over the years, uh, Vic and Vic, Victorious, um, just a lot of people. I can't think of everybody. Um, El, um, brother um, out of Cincinnati, Brother Terry, uh, who goes by Brother Yahshua now, now and um, Brother Yahshua. So anyway, we have over 500 shows with hundreds of titles talking about everything from the New World Order to One World, uh, New World Order, which is the one world government. We talked about the kingdom of the Most High Yah. Uh, what does that mean? What does it look like? Um, we talked about, of course, the Most High and His grace and His goodness and His uh, and the New Covenant and the Old Covenant and and, and just uh, we've talked about racism for sure. We talked about the Israelite question: Who are the true Jews of the Bible? We've talked about. Um, even uh, uh, how we became the different colors and what does that mean and Bible leprosy and we talked about spiritual warfare and I cannot do it justice, brothers and sisters. Again, over uh, hundreds of titles, hundreds of titles we covered on this network with various people with uh, uh, different uh, uh, educational levels. Uh, some are degrees, some are not. Uh, just different types of people we've had on clergy, non-clergy. You really would do yourself a favor by Googling Five on Blog Talk Radio and just go to our front page and just you have all 45 pages of shows. All right, remember that, Google Five Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you can enjoy more shows just like this that's coming your way. Also, we ask that you follow us, brothers and sisters, follow us. Click on that blue button right there in front of you. Uh, and click the follow button and follow us, and you can hear more great shows like what's coming your way. Also, uh, those of you that's uh, really interested in this, this whole Kanye West um, saga, remember you can copy and paste the address of this show and send it to your uh, friends. 
uh, we ask you to share the show, especially if the show is a blessing to you, and not just this show, but any shows you hear on this network. If the Five Smooth Stone Network is a blessing to you and yours, please follow, follow, follow our work as well as share our work. Okay, share it with the different uh, brothers and sisters you know that may have questions along these topics, all right? I want to also always mention on, on our shows, especially moving forward, that we believe we are Israelites, we who, African Americans, we believe we are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And we also believe that nothing in the flesh we do is going to necessarily get the Father's attention in terms of uh, uh, going before his His presence. We believe we have to go through the blood of Christ, through Christ. And that while we talk a lot about us being Israelites and Hebrews and so forth, we really need this knowledge to understand why we're in America and who these people are that rule over us, and more importantly, who we are and whose we are, so we will understand the spiritual uh, mandate that's upon our life to not only worship the Father ourselves, but to invite other nations to do the same. This is pretty much why we talk about us being Israelite, nothing more. As far as entering into the presence of the Most High, asking, even praying. We have to go through Christ, brothers and sisters. I think some people misunderstand uh, because we got some Israelites uh, on Facebook and on YouTube spewing hate. We are not with those Israelites. Please know that we just feel sorry for them. We feel like they lack knowledge and they're ignorant. And they don't represent, might I add, also, the millions that scatter throughout the four corners, they don't represent them, folks. That's just a little, little, probably less than 1% of us out there doing those types of things. Please do not associate this network with hate. We believe in loving all of God's uh, creation. Now, we, we do preach and we reach out to salvage the Israelites first and foremost, our family first and foremost, and then salvation goes to the Gentiles or to everybody else, all right? Again, we believe these shows are devoted and directed to the Israelites salving, salvaging mentally, spiritually, financially. We reach out to our people first, but really and truly, anytime the Father's into anything on the earth, he definitely is trying to reach humanity. So just know that. Know that, brothers and sisters. We're not spewing hate at this network, okay? I have to say it because some have went ahead of us and hollering about their Israelites, and they are. They are truly right. Those people in New York and all over you see uh, spewing this hateful white man. They are definitely Israelites. Don't discount them, and neither discount what they're teaching, uh, so long as it's not hate. But in terms of approaching the Most High Yah, you need to be born again. All right? We need to be born again, and the Father sees us. He's seeking for that spiritual Jew. Yes, he's going to do a work with the natural Jews, but he seeks for the spiritual Jew. All right? Meaning those whose hearts have been uh, born again. All right? So, anyway, let's bring on Elishua. I want to just uh, start off with this little song here. This is by All Nations Music called Yahweh. Brother Elishua actually introduced me to this song. Powerful. So, as while this song plays in the background, I just want to talk about El, Brother Elishua himself. You know, I appreciate um, what he has done on this network. 
the things he have shared over the years and our most popular show actually the most popular show we've had several of them but one of the most popular shows he was on and it was talking about how do we live uh, as Israelites today the name of the show is how do we live as Israelites today so you can google that along with five smooth songs and you'll hear brother Elishu and brother John was on there also and some others that's our most popular show we had over nine thousand listens now, for 9,000 listens for one show, that's crazy. That means you have over at least 8,000 people that tune in. That just goes to give you an idea on our most listened-to shows. And we've had other shows around 8,000 and so forth. But, Brother Elishu, I just want you to know, Brother, uh, from Brother Seth, the creator of the Five Stone Network, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. And I'm going to open this line here in a second. But I just want him to know before I even open this line, I really appreciate his gift Appreciate his gift. Appreciate his gift, and uh, appreciate him uh, 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 doing the research, coming on, being astute, being tight with the teaching. It's one thing to just be saying something, but just to be tight, uh, to to know what you're talking about, and uh, have proof. And uh, Brother Elishua quotes the scriptures uh, oftentimes when he's sharing. He quotes sources and. And I appreciate that, that scholarly work, all right? So, brothers and sisters, uh, 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 we sat down on Sunday and talked about this Kanye West uh, ordeal, and I was just blown away by the angles that he uh, have and that he know uh, with regards to Kanye, even before the ordeal, just different things he know about him as a person. And I was also blown away by his understanding of uh, the Jewish and black financial relationships, how the history we've had with the Jewish people. So at this time, I'm going to go ahead and open up his line and bring him on, but I have to just get that out of the way. Uh, Brother Elishua, your line is open. Uh, Brother, go ahead and say hello to the people. And if you can, go ahead and, and uh, lay out there how to get a hold of you because we may get caught up and, and you may not get a chance to uh, give that out like we do sometimes. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you, Seth. Thank you again for the opportunity to uh, speak forth to Israel. Literally, that's all I'm concerned about in these days is literally my focus. I guess I got tunnel vision right now, but I see the end game. And so Israel is at the forefront of my thoughts. And, um, again, I thank you for this opportunity. Um, I thank everyone for calling in and listening in. I hope that we can say something that will help you have a greater understanding and have a more clear perception of the world in which we live in because we do live in two different planes. There's a world in which we are made to believe that this is the, the, the substance of our reality, and then there is reality. And so tonight we want to talk about the distinction between those two and why come we have those two worlds, why do they do exist. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to contact me, you can contact me on Facebook under the name Elishua Ellison, that's E-L-Y-S-H-U-A-H, Ellison, E-L-L-I-S-O-N. Sounds, it's spelled just the way it sounds, Elishua Ellison uh, on Facebook. And you can contact me if you need to uh, speak with me or in regards to what have you. You can just contact me through instant message, and I'll respond to you uh, accordingly. <clears throat> um, first, I want to just uh, give a shout-out to brothers that I love, Brothers, that we have grown together through this information and through this knowledge over the course of a number of years. 
um, one in particular is Pastor Chris was on the line. I recall the days where on Friday nights you could find us here there at his church, and we would be talking about issues that are issues relative to our experiences being Israelites in the 21st century. And we were not just talking about things in regard to scriptures, though everything that we do, we've always used the scriptures as our basic and our fundamental orientation. But it, we're, we're talking about how the scriptures are being lived out and how what the Ancient of Days has said and how his word is so reliable in the world in which we live in. So I remember those days and I appreciate those times. So <clears throat> with that, uh, now, uh, Brother Elishul, let me. Uh, uh, did you want his line open, or just want to hold off for right now? Because Brother John, I think, is also. Now you can open up. up. You can open up Pastor Chris's line. Please do. Please do. And Please what about do. Brother John's line? Oh yes, if John is on. My, oh yes, most certainly. Because John. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Remember. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Pastor Chris, your line is now open. Uh, brother, welcome to the show. I just wanted to see how he wanted to do it again. I'm not in charge, y'all. Uh, Pastor Chris, go ahead and say hello to the people. Your, your your line is open. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Elishua. Elishua. Hey, good evening, Pastor Chris. How you doing today, brother? How you doing this evening? I'm doing all right, man. You know, I, I'm I'm ha- happy to be here today because I know you're gonna bring it. You always do. So <laughs> if, if I'm looking forward to walking away learning something today tonight. Praise the most high. Praise the most high. <laughs> and uh, John, I know John, actually, I actually, John is here with me, so uh, I don't know if he's okay, still on the Pastor, line. Pastor Chris, uh, did you want to give the, how to get a hold of you just really quickly? We try to do that whenever we bring people on. Um, you, want next, to... uh, you know, uh, get me on Aletheia Temple on Facebook. It's A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A on Facebook. Uh, you know, we're still broadcasting uh, on Facebook Live every Saturday. So if they want to watch, you know, watch the sermon or whatever, you know, it's like we start at 1130 and we usually finish about 12, before 12. So, you know, if they want to do that, hey, please feel free. And if you uh, if if you want my number, my information, I, I suggest that you call either Seth or El Lachew and they'll give it to you. No problem. Okay, going back to the phone lines and bringing on uh, Brother John. Brother John, go ahead and say hello to the people and how to get a hold of you, please. Hey, I'm that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I know John is crazy. John said handle that. <laughs> uh, handle that. No, uh, as I said, he uh, he may be away from the phone right now. Uh, John is actually here in the house. I just don't know where he's at. And so he might have okay. stepped away from the phone. And what okay, you heard was you. him yelling okay. at me saying, well, he handle that. He meant that handle that. Okay. Well, Brother John yeah. can't yeah. come. So, uh, But anyway, Brother John, y'all, everybody should know he's moderated, been moderating for a while. And, of course, we took a break from that. And I was moderating here recently. But early on, Brother John, mm-hmm. that's the same Brother John we're talking about. Go ahead, LSU. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. We talked about the issue of perception. I just want to lay a foundation here, and then we're going to go to a tape. And the first tape, Brother Seth, that I would like for the people to hear is Kanye West and his own words, because that will give us the basic 
that will give us the, the basic common point from which all of this began with and all of this talk and all of this controversy right now dealing with this issue of the so-called anti-Semitic, which is a misnomer and a misterm, and it was created that way by design. And we definitely want to deal with that in that regard and actually, and, and what it actually is from a biblical perspective of what constitutes what actually is a Jew. We're not talking about Jewish. Jewish literally implies a person who is a Gentile or of a different ethnicity, but they have converted to, quote, unquote, the religion of Judaism. They are not Jewish because Jewish is a misnomer. What they are, according to the scriptures dictate, are proselytes. And the Bible responds and addresses them accordingly as proselytes. It doesn't call them Jewish. It calls them proselytes. But remember, the confusion always exists in the titles and in the words, and that's why they have always set to define us rather than we defining ourselves. Because if we let them define us, then they are able to control the narrative. And that has been their number one enterprise in the 20 and 21st century is to control the narrative of information that goes to the public. So with that said, let's hear Kanye in his own words. Brother Seth. Okay, hopefully Brother Seth is setting that up. Um, Hopefully he hasn't stepped away from the lines as well. So... Until Brother Seth gets back and we get with that, let, let's just go real quickly and give a brief synopsis of what it means to hey, be a Hey, Brother Ellis, sorry today. about that. I was muted. Sorry about that. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I have, I'm having a little trouble with that audio, so go ahead, and I'll let you know when I got it. I downloaded it, and I'm looking at it playing, but it's not playing. So, uh, folks, we've been having trouble with Blog Talk here recently, so maybe they don't want us to play it. But I'm going to try. Just, just, just stay on... Uh, I'll okay. come back okay. to, I'll, to you I'll, in about maybe – should have in about five minutes here. Okay, I'll proceed for it. But before I do that, let, right. let me take the time to do this. Um, matter of fact, I won't start with the scripture that I'm going to begin with. If, if you all are listening, you happen to have your Bibles handy. If you could, uh, I think for the most part, everyone who tunes into this broadcast, it is a foregone thought. It is a conclusion that the, that we – the people whom is referred to in this culture, in this nation, as African-Americans, people who are the descendants of the European transatlantic slave trade, people who came to be in Africa as a result of the Israel of the Judean diaspora. And I think it's a common belief among all of us that we are Israel. As a matter of fact, that's why we're having this conversation, because there are disputes coming from another force that wants to dispute the fact that we Israel. And they have a lot invested in that. Because as many of you know, that that's the identity they have taken on. And with that identity, it has secured them certain protections almost in every European culture on the planet. And that's why you can't say anything in regards to these people because they have set things in place to provide and to ensure their protection like the word anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism means the anti-Semite. The people who call themselves Jews who are now inhabiting the land of Israel are not even Semites. They're Gentiles. 
If you look up the definition of what it means to be a Semite, it is a person who is Afro-Asiatic. Uh, I think we fall up under that category. So in order for us to be Semites, Semite, it would mean to be anti-self. The more appropriate term, but they don't want to address it that way because they know that they are imposters, the more ter- appropriate term would be anti-Semite, meaning the descendants of Shem, taken from Genesis chapter 10 when we'll have the layout of the 70 nations that constitute the populations of the world. So they don't want to deal with the biblical terms because they know that that is easily recognizable and identifiable to know that their claims are inconsistent with what the Scripture declares because by them own selves, according to their title, calling themselves Ashkenazi Jews, they fall under the lineage of Japheth. And Japheth, as you would, if you would have it, is the progenitor of the European people. Brother Ellen, at some point, yes, sir. I have it. Uh, you can keep going okay. whichever direction. Let me know. So, so that we know that that term anti-Semite is very misleading, but they constructed it intentionally to be that way. And as we have this discussion tonight. We're going to the conclusion and become very clearly, conspicuously aware that these people do nothing by happen chance or circumstances, that everything they do is planned and calculated and strategic. And this did not just begin in the 20th century. The founder of what's called masonry is a guy named Sir Francis Bacon. Sir Francis Bacon is the founder of masonry and the architect of yes a secret society called the Illuminati. And these people's writings, their documents, construction, have traveled through generation to generation. And each succeeding generation of Jews follow it like Israelites follow the covenant. So, again, we're going to get into the conversation. Let's see what Kanye got to say. Go ahead, Brother Seth. I mean, do, do, you, do you think you're being unfairly targeted for the comments that you've been making? Do you feel like these terms are? Yes, absolutely. You, you know, it's just, I mean, anti-Semitic statements are never good for anybody, right? It's kind of like being anti-black. But, you know, it's really interesting. I didn't realize that I could be considered anti-Semitic until I read one of the definitions of anti-Semitism. Look at this. The definition says, making mendacious, dehumanizing, demonizing, or stereotypical allegations about Jews as such, or the power of Jews as a collective, such as, especially, but not exclusively, this sounds like a, I'm going to let this go by. Alright, so it says, think about it, that sounds like the type wording that's in the contracts, right? Okay, it says, 
such as, especially but not exclusively, the myth about a world Jewish conspiracy or of Jews controlling the media, economy, government, or other societal institutions. But isn't that what you said? That Jews run everything? Yeah, but that actually is considered to be anti-Semitic. Right. So I didn't realize that it was anti-Semitic to say, hey, you know, I have a Jewish attorney. I have a Jewish record label. I have a Jewish contractor. I have a Do you Jewish... regret your statements? Or the statements you think you should be walking back? I mean, considering... What do you mean, walking back? Well, you know, backing up off of them. I mean, the thing is, you've, you've lost a lot of endorsements. People are dropping you. You're getting, you know, vilified. You know, I mean, you might think you're right, but I think, you know, there's a, lot, there's a whole world out there that's condemning you for, for what you said. Okay, so this right here is a chart of uh, Universal Studios, 20, 20th Century Fox, ABC News, CBS, CBS News, Columbia Pictures, uh, Warner Brothers, ESPN Sports, Fox News, Washington Post, Metro Goldwyn Meyer, MTV Music Television, Nickelodeon, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, Comedy Central, NBC Entertainment, um, uh, Google, uh, what else do we have? Disney, ABC Kids and Family, YouTube, Los Angeles Times, Discovery Network, Paramount Pictures, Facebook, Huffington Post, Yahoo, Marvel, Hulu, Cosmopolitan, Time, um, Touchstone, Associated Press, uh, Pixar, Miramax, HBO, New York Post, Lucas Arts, MSNBC, uh, DreamWorks Animation. Now the thing is, I skipped over maybe about five of them because it was just unclear on this list. The red are the executives that are Jewish at these companies. Do you think they stuck together when they heard what you said? Was that was that the so what happened? Well, what I said is, hey, you know, I have, I keep, had keep in mind, brothers and sisters, what's read is literally his whole phone. He pretty much is saying everything he just quoted is Jewish people. Anti-Semitic. So I had a, a mediation um, with Adidas today, and I think Adidas felt like because everyone else was uh, ganging up on me that they had the right to just take my designs, and I, I feel like. Right now, I feel like that was in, in Christianity. We don't say we don't say karma. We say uh, you reap what you sow. And I feel like this is God humbling me right now because there's two things that are happening. A lot of times when I would say, "Oh, I'm the richest black man," it would be a defense that I would use for the mental health conversation to say, "Oh, you guys say I'm crazy, but look at this—I made money." And but but that is not godlike to be showing off so if it's not godlike then god will take that because it's it's all it's all the church's money right so what's happening right now is i'm being humbled another thing that's happening is by me being uh burned to the flesh every single day it's actually proving um it's actually proving what i had to say so um when i went to the mediation what i want to say is like black people are like okay Lex Friedman got you to apologize. Uh, Pierce Morgan got you to apologize to the Jews, but you never apologized to us about the George Floyd comment that made us feel bad. Now the thing is, okay, JFK, they got a lot of documentaries about how it happened. So we can argue about how it happened, which I like the fact that we can do that. But regardless, when I see that video as a black person, it hurts my feelings. And I know that police 
do attack, and America is generally racist. And I understand that when we got to say Black Lives Matter, that the idea of it, the idea of it made us feel good together as as a as a person, uh, as as a people, right? When uh, let me say it until the soundbite is better for you guys. When the idea of Black Lives Matter came out, it made us come together as a people. Now afterwards, yes, there was some uh, there were some things where the money went. There were some things where it was used in order to push us to the Democratic vote. There were people behind and involved. That happened. But the general feeling, so when I said that and I, and, I, and I questioned the death of George Floyd, it hurt my people. It hurt the black people. So I want to apologize to hurting them because right now God has shown me by what Adidas is doing and by what, by what the media is doing, I know how it feels to have a knee on my neck now. So I thank you, God, for humbling me and letting me know how it really felt. Because how could the richest black man ever be humbled other than to be made to not be a billionaire in front of everyone off of one comment? That actually, if you look at the definition of DEFCON, it means to get extra defense, which obviously I must have needed. Yeah, I must have needed that extra defense. Are you worried you ruined your legacy, Kanye? How? How? Well, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not worried. I'm just not worried. Period. God is alive. God runs the world. You know, God even runs Hollywood. God is alive, and He's using me right now. He chose me for such a time like this to be, to basically for the, for the media to put their knee on my neck, for Adidas to put their knee on my neck. All I ever wanted at Adidas, I left Nike because Nike wouldn't give me a percentage for my shoes when I had the Red October. And my girlfriend at the time was pregnant and I needed to get some money because if I was the kid that just had the red shoes, I could have never been a black man wearing a red hat. When the, when the, like Nike would have shut me down immediately, right? Right, But because Adidas was a German company, it gave me a little bit more room to be able to express myself and to actually have a political opinion as an American. That I wasn't forced into opinion, a political opinion because of the color of my skin. Now let's talk about the red hat uh, and let's talk about the similarities to the White Lives Matter t-shirt. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor that diagnosed me of having a disorder that would have had me on medication right now. At a time like this, if I was on medication right now, then one pill could have been swapped out and it would be Michael Jackson and Prince all over again. But because I didn't take the misdiagnosis and I didn't take the the, uh, medication, I'm able to speak to you guys clear of thought and transparently. Now let me talk about the red hat. Wearing the MAGA hat the way that Hollywood 
political agenda attacked me and put me to a point of exhaustion was death by a thousand cuts. Everyone would say something to me, from a driver to my ex-wife to Adidas. Everyone would say something. So when I wore that White Lives Matter, I said, I'm not going through this again. I'm not going. Hey, y'all going to leave me alone about my T-shirt. Because what's the point of having influence and having money if people could come up and just pinch you? But, but don't you think having influence, you have a responsibility? And that's the responsibility that I'm taking right here. Yeah. Don't you That's think why are, you asked that question. But, but don't you think You're it's dangerous, dangerous rhetoric to be anti-Semitic to say all lives matter or oh, white lives matter? White Lives Matter, anti-Semitic. That's what you just asked. No, no, you just said that. No, and I misspoke. But I'm saying, no, you didn't. That was a Freudian slip. I'm trying to, I'm trying to correct myself. correct yourself. To walk around with a White Lives Do you want to walk back that statement? Sure, I will. Walk back that statement. Do you think maybe that? Do you think maybe that? No, no, wait a second. He's gonna walk back. But I'm saying, you're wearing the White Lives Matter shirt. Um, and Black Lives Matter, and a lot of people think that you're you're being anti-black by saying that. No, how? What? Let him talk. In America, black people don't take all the rights that we have that are actually given to us because we weren't given what we were promised in the first place, which was the 40 acres. Instead, we were given. Yeah, and a mule. Instead, we were given projects and bad food and posters of Oprah Winfrey and also Planned Parenthood. People said to me multiple times, visit the Holocaust Museum. I said, visit our Holocaust Museum. It's called Planned Parenthood. Six million Jews died in the Holocaust, and I am sorry for your losses. Twenty million blacks died to abortion and Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger with the real KKK as population control. Margaret Sanger is a eugenics and is working today. The number one cause of death for black people in America is abortion. The most dangerous place for a black man today or a black baby, black woman, is in their mother's stomach. And that is a programming that's pushed through. I got a new word for 2024. Um, the red media. Mm. That is the red media. If you go to Apple right now, if you go to Apple right now, go to Apple Music. Let's load up the top 10 songs. I guarantee you they're promote, promoting black serial killing. Absolutely. Not just one. They're promoting black, the red media is making money off of blacks being serial killers to each other. Also misogynistic. The red media is making money off of that. And God sees it. But I understand, and I'm not judging because the oppressed becomes the oppressor. And it is our time now. Blacks are coming into money. We are not scared anymore. And I showed you that I crossed that line. They tried to bankrupt me. They tried. they tried to say I was crazy and I'm alive. 
We haven't had a, few, a full black, black community since the gentrification of Harlem and Black Wall Street, which was torn down. But I know my brothers, my engineers, my architects, my farmers are going to rise up. And if it meant they had to take me and drag me like Emmett Till in front of everyone because I whistled, I know my brothers, my engineers. And I have no reason to lie. My family was taken away from me. My reputation has been smeared. <clears throat> so let's close with a prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for the voice. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the experience. And thank you for the love. Because even though the real hate is what's happening on the media, and the idea of DEFCON was to get protected for a time like this, let's lead with love. I have no association to any hate group. If any hate happens upon any Jewish person, it is not associated because I am demanding that everyone walk in love. Even though there's been things that have happened wrong to me that made me want to speak up that you guys saw in the past two weeks. You saw the power. You saw Ari Emanuel come out in public and ask, if that happened in public, what do you think happened in private? And what do you think happened in private to so many people for so many years? But what I'm telling everyone, no matter what background you are, no matter what socioeconomic class you are, walk with love right now. Walk, do what God would want. What would Jesus do? Walk with love, spread love, spread happiness. I thought that I wasn't going to be like MLK and stand there. I, I, there's times I felt very Mal Malcolm X. But for some reason, God has called me to love and to ask for love for everyone. It's time for us just to love because love is the answer. It is the only way. Gandhi said, someone who was actually considered to be a racist, right? Gandhi said, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Mm -hmm. Jesus, Father God, spread the love. Put the love in our hearts and know that we are not each other's en enemy, but we're all children of you. And you can bring this world to a peaceful place on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Love you guys. Thank, Thank you, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. Okay, folks, and we're back. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Pastor Chris, your line is open. Ella, sure, your line is, of course, open. And Brother John have joined us. Uh, his line is open as well. Ella, sure, it's in your hand. Okay. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to play the whole segment because I didn't want his words to be taken out of context. And I'm a very stickler for context, especially when it comes to the Scripture and when a person trying to give their side of uh an argument or a discussion that context is essential. Understanding that, let's think about, let's talk about context. Let's be very clear. If you listen to Kanye's words, if you, if you look at Kanye's actions, I think that one of the things that has been a basic orientation of Kanye for the last four or five years is that Kanye has aspirations for running as a candidate as president for the United States of America. I don't think he has ever set that aspiration down. And that's why I come, when you heard him talking there, and sometimes it seems like literally he was campaigning. 
He's a very screwed individual and very cunning at that. And I don't fault him for that because we're supposed to be wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. But we have to be very clear on what's being said and understand that people, just like Kanye, people have agendas. And the agendas, if you allow it to, to be presented long enough, you will begin to see the manifestation of the agenda, no matter what the rhetoric it is. Just let the people talk and you see it. So let's be clear of that. But at the same time, Kanye is an Israelite. Kanye is an American citizen. And Kanye has a right to just like any other individual born up under the star-stangled banner, the red, white, and blue. They have as a constitutional right to freedom of speech. And what's happening to Kanye is actually a violation of that right because he's being punished because he had the audacity to believe and to assume that that applied to him, that it especially applied to him, a man who is accomplished, a man who has generated billions of dollars. He didn't inherit wealth. He didn't steal wealth. He wasn't selling drugs. But in his own ingenuity and by the gifts that the Most High entrusted in him, he was able to build a fortune, and he had to act with wisdom in order to come to that point. So let us not miss that point. But at the same time, let's know that, you know, he has a motivation. He has an agenda. But tonight we want to talk about Yahweh's agenda. And if to do that, we have to go to the scriptures and see clearly what's taking place and what's happening before our eyes. Now, before I define what a Jew is, according to the scriptures, I would like for everybody who has the scriptures, if you would, to go to Revelation chapter 12. Because I want to show you something. And this is something that is that the most I revealed to me some time ago. And what it has done, it has, it, it has helped me to hone in my efforts. It's helped me to try to hit the target without missing the mark, with a lot of frivolous activity, without a lot, a lot of frivolous research that did not lead me to a con- conclusion that would help us to, to inherit what is before us. We're the children of Israel. We're living in the last days. We're in the end time. And if you're a student of prophecy, you understand that there are things that have been decreed that now we are primed to walk into that. I mean, we talk about Ezekiel. We talk about the Valley of Dry Bones. And if you go back and read the passage and look at the context, it actually is giving you a process. Because the first thing the dry bones begin to do, they begin to shake. And when bones begin to shake, they make noise. So what we saw in the early days, of this movement and its recent manifestation is we saw young men and women, not necessarily learned young, young, learned young men and women, and not women, no, totally men. We saw some, like Peter said, who sometimes speak things to their own destruction because those people, literally I'm talking about us, Israel, a lot of those people didn't have God. And even when Israel, when they were being oppressed in the land of captivity in Egypt, when they fell on their face and they repented and they cried out to the Most High, who did he send? What did he do? He sent the deliverer. He sent Moses. And this is the first movement that I observed as being a student of church history with a major in theology, with a specialization in church and religious history, this is the first movement that literally I've seen that has grown to this degree without any leadership. 
And then I asked the Holy Spirit, why is that? That was his wisdom. Because we complain about the church not addressing the fact that we're Israel. But I'm going to tell you right now, the church in the state that it is, and I'm speaking specifically of the Christian church, this would have been very short-lived. Because remember, when we talk about being in the chosen status, that's an issue of power. Not just privilege. People never acknowledge that we're Israel. Because if they acknowledge that we're Israel, then that means that guess what? The tail is about to become the head. And they don't want that. And they don't want that. Scriptures. Revelation chapter 12. And please, if you're on the line, if you have questions, uh, anything you want to discuss, you know, definitely feel free to do so. Uh, and I'll be the last time to say that, but again, because the moderator does that. But just, you know, if there's people out there and there are people who are listening, uh, people who have called in, and if you have questions about anything that has been said, anything that we're going to say, please feel free, you know, talk to us. Let's talk. Revelation chapter 12. You did Brother Ella Shore. Yes, sir. I have a question you can address it now or later. You say Christianity will never you say Christianity will never acknowledge we Israel? Now there are churches that's been around for a very long, long, long time. Remember on Liberty Street in Cincinnati there was a church I I'm I mean I can think of lots of churches, but I'm just just the first thing that popped to my mind is it's a Cincinnati church where I mean they pretty much that's what they believe. Kojic early on believed we were Israel, Bishop Mason. Prophet Crowder was a was a prophet uh, in the church. He believed we was Israel. So explain what you mean when there's a lot of churches throughout the country that believe we Israel. When I say churches, I mean assemblies. So address that well, whenever. Uh, those people, the very people that you spoke of, those people were not embraced by Christianity. Those people were marginalized. They were not a part of Christianity. They might have kept the title, but it was obvious by the reality is that they were marginalized by other churches. Other churches accused them of teaching and preaching false doctrine. They called them heresies. So, again, the point is proven. And I specifically said the Christian church. I didn't say the church. I said the Christian church. I didn't say the body of Christ. I didn't, have the, I didn't say the elect, the called out ecclesia, whom Christ told Peter to feed and to build up. No, I didn't say that. I said the Christian church, and the Christian church is a religion. And if you look at it real closely, it bears all the signs, and this is going to bother a lot of people. And I didn't want to get on this point, but it's very occultic at times because if you disagree with what people say, you get the same wrath that Kanye is feeling right now. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1, because I want us to know who our enemy is. Everything that we see manifested in the physical is nothing but a manifestation of what's taking place in the heavenly. When Daniel prayed to the Most High and asked the Most High for wisdom and interpretation of a prophecy, and that prophecy was withheld, that prophecy not, was not being withheld because of actions that were taking place on planet Earth. That prophecy was being withheld because there was a war in the heavens between Michael <laughs> and Satan. And I'm sorry, not Satan, but the prince of Persia. The prince of Persia is the chief ruling demon. So let's see what we as Israel have been left to deal with and contend with. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, 
and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars, 12 stars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. The woman is Israel. And she being with child, cried, prevailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. The stars of the heaven, we're speaking of, that's a reference to angels who are now in the fallen state, now called demons. And did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, that's Israel, which is ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child and was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto Elohim, unto God, unto his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness which she had the place prepared of Elohim that they should feed her 3,203 square days. That's three and a half years. Now, this is where we at. And there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon, that's speaking of that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, was cast out into the earth. He was not cast out into a barren place. He was not cast out into a place of darkness. He was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. So that means that Satan, former Lucifer, is walking planet Earth. And Revelation 3, it talks about, and when he's talking to the seven churches, it says about, about the seat of Satan on Earth. And the very people in question, when we are discussing the night, the Jewish people hail from that region. They hail from Turkey. In Revelations 3 and 8, 2 and 9, it talks about a place called Smyrna. Smyrna is now a place called Turkey, and it's near the Caspian Sea, a place that we call the Caucasus Mountain. That's where these people come from. So we're going to break it down. Let's break it down to the lowest denominator, and let's get it clear of the enemy that we're dealing with. Because our enemy is Satan. But the people that we're speaking of are servants of Satan. The Bible calls them those who say they are Jews but are not. Israelites do not claim to be Jews. Even though we know that most of us here in the Americas are of the southern tribe of Judah, the southern kingdom. But we refer to ourselves as either Hebrew Israelites or Israelites, but we do not ever, hardly ever use the word in reference to our identity as Jews. There's only one people on the planet in the last two centuries who refers to themselves and has made the claim that they are Jews. And they are those who say they are Jews and are not, but do lie in other synagogue of Satan. I just quoted the scriptures for all you Christians who think I might be misleading you or somehow giving you information that's not coming from the B-I-B-L-E. Now, verse 8, and prevail, and it please have, in verse, I start verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of Hamashiach Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Therefore rejoice you heavens and ye that dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth 
and the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. He's pissed. He's mad. He's angry. He got kicked out of his former estate. And there happened to be only one people on the planet that the one who gave the charge for him to be kicked out of his former estate. And those are the only people on all the people who have ever lived. And there's 7 billion of us on the planet right now. Those are the only people that Yahweh said that he specifically chosen as his inheritance, that we are the apple of his eye. He says, matter of fact, and you can get angry with this, he says all of the people are spittle if you want to compare them in comparison to these people. But to whom much is given and much is required. And we neglected and abrogated our responsibility, and that's why I come win the condition we in. Let me finish the scripture. I think Seth wants to answer the question. Let me finish the scripture. Therefore, verse 14, and the woman, by the way, let me just say this. Christians are not persecuted in America for preaching the gospel. But if you read in Revelation chapter 18, it talks about the prophets who were slain for the word of God under Mystery Babylon, which we believe America to be, not geographical Babylon and Iraq. If you read the 11th chapter of Isaiah, or 19th chapter, the most high prophesied before the Persians ran in on, 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 on the Babylonians, he said that once it's destroyed, it would never rise again, that that particular geographical area, Babylon, Iraq, would never be inhabited. And that prophecy has proven true over a course of hundreds, even a thousand plus years, because to this day, there is no living city, no inhabitant in the land of Babylon. But when he talks about Mr. Babylon, that great city upon the waters, when he said in the 18th chapter of Revelation, verses 3 and 5, he said, come out of her, my people. He talks about the judgment that's about to come upon her, and he speaks of a group of people, of the prophets who are under the altar, up under the altar, crying out, saying, "How long before you avenge us and our brothers?" Again, I say people do not get persecuted for preaching the gospel in America. So if he's talking to America and these people are being persecuted, then they must be different from those who follow Christianity. They must be seeing something that is so important and so opposed to this particular system that the system, that even the government would kill them, not for committing crime, not for committing treason, but because they're speaking the word of the Most High. Mm. Verse 15. And verse 14, and the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness in her place where she is nourished for a time and a time and a half. But again, that's three and a half years from the face of the serpent. Now, here's the last, two, last three lines, and this is the most significant part I want you all to get tonight. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman. The woman is Israel, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. That's a historical event. And if you read about the Egyptian of, of, of Israel and Egyptian captivity in the story, you'll see it. And it says the word, but here's the line. This is us today. 
And the dragon, speaking of Satan, was wroth with the woman. Who was the woman? The woman is Israel. And went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ are Yahawashat HaMashiach. Ladies and gentlemen, I present before you, and I would say that that's us. And if the scripture is true and we know it did, we are Satan, number one. All of the battles, all of the wars, and all of the scrimmages are only incidental because who he's after is he's after that woman's seed. And that's us. And who are his chief ministers, his servants? We read the scriptures, Revelation 3 and 8, those who say they are not. Now, let's go to the spirit. Now, if you got a question before I go to the definition. No, you're good. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Now, all this is over the issue of who's Jews. And let me say this. Some people that I just, you just wrapped I talked to you. When I read this, and I'll get to this in a minute because this is more, what I'm about to say is more important right now at this time. Jewish people represent less than 1% of the world's population. Because this, this is the nuts of it right here. 1% of the world's population. So somebody can tell me how 1% of the world's population owns 90% of the world media outlets in a media-driven world, in a media-driven world, that they represent 96% of not America, not Europeans, but of the world's media outlets. And they make up less than 1%, and the world is 7 billion people plus. How did that happen? That's not a coincidence. We're talking about less than 1% of the world's population. Only 90% of the world's media outlet, and we live within an era that we are a media-driven reality. Everything that we do, whether we believe it or not, whether we're conscious of it, whether we're aware of it, most of it is coming from the emphasis of what we have been exposed to through our eye gate and through our ears via the media. Art no longer is a reflection of the reality in the world that we live. Art now, speaking of the songs, the music, the movies, they dictate what a group of people want reality to be. Now, these very people are punishing Kanye because he brought that to the world's attention. And they said that they are offended by his comments in regards to Jews. But those same people are the very principal owners of the record company, the record label, the distribution company that produces the most foul music in the history of the world. You heard Kanye said he has his own record label. He's a producer. So I think he knows what he's talking about. Music that refers to black women as bitches and hoes. Music that is preoccupied with drugs. Music that is preoccupied with violence against other black people. Music that is preoccupied with death. Why are they not offended at that? Because remember, they have the control switch. They own 90% of the world's media population. The streaming, the, the streaming companies, their money is behind all of that. Why don't they say anything? 
because they are the people, are the chief profiteers from the death and destruction that they promote in our culture. And the reason why come they promote it to our promoted exclusively, at least that's what their intent was, they had no idea what rap music was going to become. But why did they do that? Jimmy Lavine, all these guys here, why did they do that to our community? Because they have an agenda. They have stolen a people's identity. They now control the narrative because they control 90% of the world, 96% of the world's media outlets. So that as a result of controlling the narrative, they even have set within certain apparatuses to even ensure them greater protection. And that's things like the ADL, because they saw this coming. And that's why they make a big issue of the Holocaust, but they take light of how many black people's lives were destroyed from the day one of our journey, journey from, the, from the coast of Africa to here. Many of us never even made it that ride. We never made it through the boat ride. A lot of us died in route. A lot of us, when we had the opportunity, when they took us on deck to, to bathe us, to clean us, to wash us down, we jumped over shore because we were like killmonger. We would rather die our ancestors than live as slaves. Well, guess what? The people we talk about, they profited financially from that institution. Today, they are profiting financially from our destruction. People say, why can we go so hard against people like Tyler Perry and him? Because Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> P. Diddy, Jay-Z, these people are gatekeepers. They entered into a contractual agreement with Jewish money brokers. And these money brokers assured them that I will make you wealthy. But you got to play what I want to play and produce what I want to produce. Everybody, that song, Michael Jackson, they don't really care about us. Well, when that turns, when he said, Jew me, hate me, you know, nigger me, well, he wanted to put the word kite, and they told him, you can't do that. And that same man who gives testimonies and witness to what, what Kanye was saying, because Michael Jackson, <laughs> God bless his soul, was one of the shrewdest men in, in music entertainment business that has ever walked the face of the planet. And when Michael Jackson got wind of a game and decided to no longer be a slave, he purchased the Beatles, and I think it might have been the Stones catalog. And in doing that move, it concluded in him owning 51% of Sony Music Entertainment. He owned their company. They thought they was playing this little black boy from Gary, Indiana, the greatest entertainer that ever lived, and they just made billions of dollars off of him. They never knew or thought or could conceive in their mind that you would have to do audacity to go up against that beast. But in the end, we knew Michael Jackson's precious faith. Prince was taking medication. Prince died from the medication that was given to him. And that's what Kanye was alluding to. Another thing, since we're talking about the music entertainment, uh, Sam Cooke, one of the greatest vocal soloists the black community has ever produced. A lot of people are not aware of how he died and what were the circumstances surrounding his, surrounding his death. When Sam Cooke died, he had declared himself independent in the industry and started his own record label because he wanted to own his masters. And shortly thereafter, he was dead because God forbid that other people in entertainment would get this idea about owning your own masters and owning your own craft. 
Now, the people who designed these contracts, these are Jewish people, and it's called the 80-20 rule, meaning that they're getting 80% of the profits, and the people who actually produce the art, the people who actually produce the product, if you want to call it that, who create it, they're only getting 20%. When they give them a bonus, that bonus is actually a loan given with about 18 to 25% interest. So what are these rap stars? They're slaves, just like these football players. They're slaves. Me and John was listening to uh, an interview with Shaq and, 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 and um, oh, God, Charles Barkley. And Charles Barkley, speaking in, in reference to Kyrie, said that if a person, you take the man's $40 million, you can be speaking against his religion. Wait a minute. Kyrie ain't took no $40 million. Kyrie earned that $40 million. But what it shows is the power and what Charles Barkley said, what that shows is that they are controlled through money. And that's how they have gotten our leaders, even in the church. That's why we don't have any leaders. Remember, when it came to the issues of civil rights, when it came to the issues of justice, when it came to the issues of black people, rights being violated, the people who used to be at the forefront of that fight was the church. Where they at? Where y'all go? Real quickly, then I'm going to let everybody else chime in. This last thing, define what it means to be a Jew. In recent years, there has been much controversy over what constitutes Jewry. And the reason so is because these people are getting desperate. Their lie is about to be exposed. And who are the real Jews, as in the biological ethnic descendants of those Israelites chronicled in biblical history, not simply proselytes who converted to the faith or inherited Jewness as a culture tradition, no, the world wants to know who are the biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the prophets, the true descendants of Yahshua HaMashiach. To begin with, the origin of the term Jew is a historically biblical euphemism, meaning that it's a short phrase for a longer title. For the ethnic designation of Judah or Yehuda, one of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, Subsequently, and the reason why I sound like I'm reading to this you all, because it is, because it's in a book that I've been working on for about five years called Thieves in the Temple, Exposing These Thieves, These Impostors. So subsequently, the term came to be identified as an epithet for citizens of the southern kingdom of Israel. Formerly, the formerly unified 12 tribes of the nation of Israel were divided under King Solomon's son, Rehoboam. The national geographic split of the once consolidated nation was north and south. Judah, Benjamin, and portions of the tribe of Levi priests constituted the southern kingdom. When Christ walked the planet of the earth and the Romans were occupying that land, that's what they were occupying, the land of Judah, the southern kingdom. It's the land of Judah is identified, and Judah is identified as the largest numerically tribe of Israel. Of all the 12 tribes of Israel, Judah was and still remains the largest. The remaining 10 tribes, which they refer to the northern kingdom, retained the name Israel. The term Jew is an abbreviation of Judah. Judaism or Yahwehism, a contemporary religious term for monotheistic belief and the Elohim of the biblical Hebrews, was never intended by the Almighty as a religion. So that's why I come as Israelites we dismiss Judaism, and we don't identify or relate ourselves with Judaism. 
What we were given was a covenant, a relationship based on faith, a code of conduct, and all-encompassing way of life, which included criminal, civil, and religious sacrificial laws. That's why I come when the Christian says all laws are done away with, I'm like, how can we have a kingdom if all the laws are done away with? Because you cannot govern a kingdom without laws. So, so here we have it. And if you go to the book of Kings, I think it is, 2 Kings, 1 Kings 11, verses 33 through 12, 24, you'll see the first emphasis of the word Jew. And the word Jew is not intended in its original origin from the scriptures as a Bible, as a religious designation. As a matter of fact, if you read all 66 books of the Bible and all the various, almost 40 authors of the Bible, you will find out that the only person who makes a distinction in his argument, trying to clarify this controversy between Jews and Gentiles, is the Apostle Paul. And he is the only person who uses the term spiritual Jew. But if you look at the context of how he is trying to communicate this thing that Gentiles can now come into the kingdom by way of the blood of Christ, they are that branch that has been grafted in, those, they are the stranger born among us. But just like in the old covenant, according to the new covenant, there are things that are required by the stranger born among us. So again, and then the last scripture, if you go to, if you go to Acts, because I want to make this very clear to people, because these people are very cunning, and they're coming with a lot of deception. Uh, Acts chapter 2. And this is my last scripture. Acts chapter 2. Oh, shoot. Just let me just go there because I almost forgot what the verse. Okay. In Acts chapter 2, we're talking about Pentecost. This is after Christ's ascension in Pentecost. And it's listing the people who were there. And if you start at verse 9, in verse 8 it says, And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born, Parthians and Medes, Elamites, the dwellers of Mesopotamia, and in Judea and Cappadocia, and Pontus and Asia, and Phygra, and Palamethia, and Egypt, <coughs> excuse me, and in parts of Libya about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes. Now, the people that it listed first, those people were Israelites, but those were people in other lands other than in Judea. They did not live in Jerusalem properly. They were outside. They lived in the surrounding areas of the Mediterranean. And then it makes a distinction, and it says Jews and proselytes. I'll get back to my initial point. The people who are Jewish are not Jews. They are Jewish because their ancestors took on the faith that is now referred to as Judaism. But they have no biological or ethnic connection to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These people, according to their own words and their own self-identity, descend from a people around about the area of Greece and Turkey who are referred to as Gentiles in the Bible. Now, Christianity has caught its love come to confusion because when they told us that we were Gentiles, they told us that Gentiles, by definition, are anybody who is not Jewish 
or anybody who is not an Israelite. That is not right. That is wrong. Because if you go read in the 10th chapter of the book of Genesis, even there it makes a distinction. And it talks about the people who inhabited the isles of the Gentiles. Well, when you look at the isles of the Gentiles, it was talking about people for about a very specific region. And the very people who now inhabit the land, who are called by Yahweh's name, saying that they are the descendants of Israel, they are Gentiles. And if you read the 83rd chapter, I think, of Psalm, it talks about how that they would come together and develop a network to steal our identity and to wipe remembrance of us off the face of the earth. And I'm going to take you one last point before we open up, and that is this. Let's go to World War I. And this is a, a, a statistic that I told John I was going to reveal on the air because it is, oh, my goodness, when you hear this, and you hear it within context, it's devastating. In World War I, at the end of, after the end of World War I, Germany had begun to win a divisive battle over the Allied forces. They had taken control over the war. And one of the reasons why they were so effective in defeating Britain and the Allied forces is because at that point in time, they had something that the Allied forces did not have, specifically Britain did not have. They had submarines. So every time that Britain was sending supplies to the soldiers in the battle and sending armory, the Germans were up under the water knocking the ships out of the water. So they were losing the battle. And Britain was just about ready to throw up the right flag and concede defeat. But right at that point, they, they didn't initiate this meeting. They didn't initiate this joining, this networking. Leaders of the Jewish community in Germany went to the people in London and told them, do not concede defeat. Now, take it, mind you, this is the backdrop. Hitler had agreed to that if we agree to a ceasefire, it means that everybody retains the land that they initially had before the war started. So that means that if I had gained any land in the midst of the war, but that land belonged to another nation prior to the war, that land was supposed to go back to that nation. So it's like a no-fault ceasefire that's what Hitler was willing to agree to. But what these Jewish leaders did in Germany, they went to London, met with the leadership of, uh, of Britain, and told them, do not give in. Don't throw in the white towel. We can go to America and enlist our friends in America to appeal upon the White House to get America involved and engaged in this war. Remember about the ceasefire. So nothing's lost, of course, except for the main thing, commodity, and that was human lives. So when they did that, the United States got into the war, and we went into World War II. But the war could have been ended in World War I for the exception of Jewish leaders' involvement in something that is now documented called the Belfair Declaration. And this was part and partial but the most vital part to their strategic plan that went back over 1,500 years prior to this event for them to take control of the land that was known to be the land of the Israelites. Because in taking control of that land, 
though the majority of them have never lived there. The majority of people who say that they are of European Jewry live in America, not in Israel. Just like the numbers are mixed up about the Holocaust, and they said 6 million people were killed during the Holocaust. The Holocaust was real. It was an actual event that actually took place. And those Germans, the reason why they came into the Holocaust is because their leaders committed treason against the nation of Germany. Well, in America, we were not killing people and putting people in the ovens, but we were still putting Japanese citizens in internment camps. And in America, the penalties for treason, just like it was in Germany. So when they did that, they altered the court. Now, here's the, here's the statistic, John. At the end of World War I, approximately 16 million lives had been lost. At the end of World War II, a war that should have never taken place, 60 million people lost their lives in that war, a war that could have prevented, that could have been prevented, that didn't have to take place, except for the greed, the ambition, and the satanic motivations of the synagogue of Satan, the people referred to now as Jewish people. Now, if they want to come at me, say, I'm sorry, this information is so lethal that you get backlash from it, but I don't think that we're lawyers enough to get their attention. But if so, people know that everything I just stated is documented, factual. These are not visions of my imagination. Brother Seth? So Brother Seth, he's either on me or he's walked away from the phone. So uh, I invite Brother John, Pastor Chris, comments, questions. Okay. It looks like I'm flying solo. Where's everybody at? <laughs> I'm here. You know, sorry, I, I was muted. I was muted there. So, Brother Chris, go ahead, Pastor Chris. And, y'all, we're trying to keep the noise down, so we mute ourselves. And so sometimes we have a delay coming back. But, Pastor Chris, any comments on what you said? And then we can go to Brother John, and then we can take a break. Anybody, any hands? Actually, do we have a hand up? Anyone, anybody want to comment on Brother Elisha said? Any comments or questions at all about the topic? Let us know by pressing 1. We'll bring you on. Those of you in the chat room, if you want to uh, type a question, I'll get it to Brother Elisha as well. Pastor Chris. I was just going to say I just appreciate Brother Ellis Shua really spelling it out, you know, because a lot of our people, things that a lot of our people don't know, it's sad, but it's, you know, what he was saying was the truth. But, you know, like he said, the media owns the news, you know, all of the media, you know, the news organizations are owned. So they put out a story line, not necessarily the truth. And I want to just thank Ellis Shua for spelling that out for the people. Brother John, any comments? Okay, Brother Seth, uh, John, he's listening, but he just informed me because John is actually dead lag. By the way, people, you all who are accustomed to hearing John on the show and why can you haven't heard John in the last few months, John has been in Nairobi, Kenya. And as far as the different time zone while we're doing the show, it's like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning there in Nairobi. He just got here uh, a day or so ago. And so he's still a little bit jet-lagged, but he did want to tune into the show. So he just told me to deliver that message to you all, that he is definitely listening. So with that being said, Seth, it's you. It's over to you. Well, I just want to just say this. Um, 
you know, um, and we also got a clip from the Farrakhan also that I'm trying to get up here. I know you wanted to play that also, Brother Ellis. Don't forget about that. But I just want to say this, man. Uh, for those of y'all listening and you're saying, that sounds like hate, you know, this whole anti-Semitic. We got we to gotta quit tripping, y'all. We're the, if we're the true Jews and you're doing things to come against us, really and truly, this behavior that Elishua is describing is the real anti-Semitism. Some of y'all just need to just think. And remember, you need to answer to the Most High yourself. So while some of y'all jump on this anti-Semitism um, uh, uh, bandwagon, just saying whatever you hear the media say, be careful, because if we truly are the Israelites, uh, one of the lost tribes, and we are, you might be participating in anti-Semitism yourself. So whether or not Jewish people call us and threaten us or whatever, don't you listen to get in trouble with the Most High by following this false narrative. We are Israel, for real. I mean, that's for real, for real. All jokes aside, we are the people of that Bible. And we're trying to expose a plight against us, a, a, a strategy against us. Uh, 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 we're, trying to, we're trying to, in the middle of this plight we're going through, we're trying to, uh, this show is designed to expose something coming against us while we're in this plight in the first place. There is something coming against us. There's powerful. Kanye is just a little tiny, tiny example of millions of deals that have went forth in this country to set us back as a people. Elishua is just one, one of millions of, of conversations spoke out, speaking out against what's going on with us in the back room. Some, of these, some people just don't have the, the, the guts to do this live or to do this on the air. But a lot of people see what the so-called Jewish people, those that say they are Jews, and we respect, you know, them saying that. We just disagree that they are the Jews. There's no hatred. Please hear that. I don't want to keep saying it. There's no hatred in this show tonight. We are trying to salvage lives and, and salvage our people from evil. That's what this show is all about. Nothing more. Not even Kanye West is trying to show you a bigger hand. That's why I have Brother Elishua on. Brother Elishua, the only thing that I think a lot of times it's the same old thing we always talk about. You can hit it or not. Keep in mind, um, I do have the uh, Farrakhan clip that I'm trying to uh, upload here. I'll let you know when it's ready. Uh, but the only thing I just feel like people might not understand is a lot of times um, when you talk about the Christians. And I know what you're talking about. I can assure those that listen that are born again that are really, really been changed and really <laughs> pursuing truth. And just like he laughs, he don't think it's, he, he, it's funny to him. But really and truly, because I know no. what I'm talking about, because I get these uh No, no, emails. no, you're right. Seth, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right, and that's why I'm laughing, because I'm going to lay a figure on you. You know who were the chief proponents and contributors to a political land grab called Zionism, Christians. Christians provided the income, the money, the resources. They provided the planes, the transportation. They were all in on, the, on basically the deal to steal our land. They were the chief promoters of Zionism. 
Right. Oh, Ig- but, but but you're talking about ignorant Christians. No, no, no. How do ignorant these people are degree people? These people are theologians. Okay, these people are scholars. Gotcha. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If you if you say to a world, raise your hand if you're Christians, you're going to have millions in Africa raise their hands. You've got millions in America raise their hands. You got millions in Asia raising hands. In India, oh my God, you're gonna have probably, you know, millions. And you start talking about what the Christians have done against us true Jews. What the Christians have done to fund slavery. What the Christians have done. To, I'm t- and so you're gonna be talking about a certain element, a certain number of Christians, and they set the narrative. Sometimes they do for other ignorant Christians. But all those people that had their hand up that didn't know none of that, that was tricked, they didn't know. So the yes, the yes, only thing I have, hold true. on, that's let me true. get this out. Let me get this out. The only, only issue I have with you, because when I talk to you, you're clear. But when you come on the show, it sounds like to me, Pastor Chris, you know, maybe he can, he can let, let us know, and maybe uh, we've got some callers that may want to chime in as well. If it, I don't see any hands up, but it, again, those you want to chime in, press one, we'll bring you on. But Brother LSU, when you say the word Christians, I think of mothers, senior citizens that walk on a cane, or maybe they don't walk on a cane, you know, that I think of believers, I think of young people dancing in these churches, praising the They don't know nothing about what you're talking about. And when you say Christian, they're saying, he's talking about me. And you're saying something they're doing wrong, and they don't even know. Now, is is he right, though? Is there Christians really doing all this? Yes. They're using the name. They're using the name. But in their heart of hearts, are they of Christ? Because that's what Christian means, of Christ. No. They're wolves. I don't even know if we should call them Christians. I know that the enemy called the church Christians at first. But there's some times when the Bible says the word Christian, and it's not talking about, it's talking about the saints. Yes, the Bible no, refers to Christians. No, it's me not. It's not. Don't say that. That's misinformation. And you said, if you knew I'm not going to be quiet on that. I'll go to the extent I understand you being fair, but the Bible does not refer to believers as Christians. The only person that could even have the presumption that he was making a reference to them and using the word Christians was Peter. When, when, Pete, when Christians were called Christians in Antioch, if you look at the history, there was a group of people who had been present there in the very city of Antioch 300 years prior. They were followers of a, of a, of a mythological god called the god of Serapis. And the followers of that particular cult were called Christians. And that's who they made the mistake in in misidentifying the 12 apostles, the, the, the apostles for. When, when Paul was before Agrippa and, and King Agrippa, said, you've almost persuaded me to be a Christian, Paul never acknowledged Christianity. Paul said that I wish that all that you and all of you were like me except for these chains. And a later portion, he went on down to make it clear that he was Israel, not a Christian. And that's the misinformation, because here's the thing when you talk about Christians. Remember, I'm not just somebody who has a beef with Christianity. I'm a person who's well invested into the history of Christianity to a tune of about $25,000 a year for four years. So that's how I'm invested into this information. This is not something I got a problem with Christianity. I, I used to attend churches, and, and I'm not ashamed to say this, that for most of the time when I attended churches, the churches that I attended were 60 and 70% white. 
So I don't have no problem with Christianity in that sense. I have a problem a problem with those people in that sense. I have a problem that Christianity is a false religion. And, and, and okay. the bottom line is okay. that just like, hold up, last one, last one, last one. Just like with this Jewish thing, why are the Jews crying out? Why have they in so much that, the, that, that Adidas, who was grossing $400 million a, 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 a year in profits, and then when Kanye signed on and partnered with them, in a matter of two years, they grossed $1.7 billion. Why are they willing to risk that? Why don't they even have the audacity to ask Jeff Bezos to take that movie off of his website? But Jeff Bezos said, you won't bully me because I don't need you. You need me. I control the shipping of the world, so you don't, I don't need you. I don't need y'all's approval. Jeff Bezos too big for him. Why did they go after that? Why did they invest that kind of money? Because they're covering up a lot. Well, it's no different with Christianity. And everything I've ever said on this channel, everything I've ever said on this network, I have never lied on Christianity. I have given facts, figures, scriptures. I've given document, documents to provide a document. The reality is, is that we're so invested in Christianity, just like the millionaires are so invested in Jews, that we get offended when somebody attacks that corrupt system that we're a part of. And instead of calling out, here's the thing with, with the people, the Jews. I'll never forget this. I was in my apartment one day, and this was before we went into, before we invaded Iraq. And I remember this young man was having a conversation with me. He said, I don't like George Bush. And I said, what's your big picture of beef with George Bush? And these were his words, excuse me, y'all. He said, that nigga gonna get us effed off. Meaning that you are our leader, George Bush, and what you say and what you do reflects upon us. So you are not out there alone by yourself. Over 3 million Jews got killed in furnaces in Germany because the German, the Jewish leadership betrayed them. That's why they were vulnerable. No, them people had no idea what them leaders were doing behind their back trying to garner a deal for Palestine. But guess what? They're in their graves because of that. So I, it's not like I'm insensitive to that, but I'm not going to pull back from the truth. Christianity is a false religion. And I said this before, I want this to be clear because I know Pastor Chris is on the line, and I don't want anyway my brother to misunderstand what I say this here. The term Christian has been applied retroactively, to, uh, retroactively when discussing the events of Judea from the first century up to the present. So what they did is after the third century when Christianity became a governmental imperialistic religion that was designed to keep people under control, that from that point, now Christian historians today, when they talk about religion, they go all the way back to the first century of the apostles and call that Christianity. But that's a misidentification. In the same chapter okay. I talked about when Paul said, last one, when, when Paul was king before King Agrippa, you know what Paul says later on in that same chapter? The very thing that all historians agree on. He said, I was a member. I am a member of the way and of the pure truth. That's what Paul said. He said the way. Pastor Chris is on the line. John is on the line. These men are well-researched men. John went to the same university that I went to, and he will tell you they were not called Christians. They, the, what they believed, they were called the way. 
and those who follow it, they call them the followers of the way, not Christianity. So, yes, people get offended when I come out against Christianity because I'm not doing anything different than what Kanye does because I'm exposing the lie. I never, I always make that myself, the Christian church, not the church. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Pastor Chris. I, uh, just well, let me get this out. I just call on you earlier. And just give me get this out before I forget. First Peter four sixteen says, "Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed." That, didn't I say that? Didn't I say hold that? Hold on. Let me get this out. Did I not say that? Now, but what it is is that you're stacking the cards against me, and that's not unfair. Because I clearly said that the only time that you could actually say in genuine we referred to us as Christians, and that was a reference with Peter. And even then he was saying that if you're going to grab the mockery of a Christian, don't do it in vain. And that's what he was saying. Oh, Ellen, sure. Let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. Even based on that scripture right there, he's saying suffering that's one of us. If any man suffer like we're suffering, just because somebody else call them the doggy tribe, anybody follow Christ, they call them the doggy tribe. The doggy tribe is still us. Queen, uh, 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 if, yet if any man suffer as the doggy tribe, let him not be ashamed. But let him glorify God on this behalf. He's still referring to good people that are serving the most high. He just using the name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second, hold on a second, Elshore. No, because that's what it is. It's a byword. Say if any man suffers a nigger, and then you make it more plain. Because what you're saying, that's literally what it's saying. If any man suffers a nigger. Okay. My point is this. That name refers to great people. It's just that some wicked people operating under the same name. The great when you come people. on, Ella, sure, you got to let me get this out, man. I let you get it out. I was trying to get in. I just kept quiet, kept quiet. Okay, you gotta let okay, I'm going to be quiet. Well, no matter what you think I'm doing or whatever you're saying, you got to let me get it out, man. My okay, point is that name, that name, that name represents good Hard working, trying to die to their flesh, going to church, trying to live this thing, and I speak on their behalf. Now, if there's people using the same name and they're trying to do all the things we are both agree they did and is doing, there's Satan, they're demons operating under that name, whatever name we go by. I'm not going to use that name like a blanket. I'm not going to do that to people that's trying to live this life. Please don't cut me off and be done in about two minutes. I'm not going to do it because I live this life. I try to deny my flesh. I'm trying to live this thing, and I call myself a Christian, and we'll continue to do it. I'll also call myself a believer. i also call myself a church. But if you say Christian, just like they are referred to it in Acts 26 and 28 and First Peter 4 and 16. I don't have no problem with that. Even if you call me a believer, 
even if you call me a believer, let's forget the word Christian, and you call me a believer. Them same devils that are doing all these things you you set up in this show, they'll call themselves a believer. Then what are we going to do then? Do another show and talk about how believers are quick or wicked and, and destructive and trying to destroy Israel? They're just using our name. So all I'm saying is when we have our these name. shows, whatever our name is, whatever our name is, there are people that can use your name. They already call themselves Jews. That was our name. And they're wicked. They're using our name. So all I'm saying, and I'm done, is this. When you listen to this show, the Five Smooth Stone Network, and Brother Elishua is, is saying some things I vehemently agree with. Yes, they are doing all these things. You better be aware of it. You better be aware of funding Israel. Know who you're talking about when you're sending your money over there, because they are of, I believe, the synagogue of faith, just like he's saying. But when he used Christian, saying Christian this and Christian the one that did this, Christian one doing that, I agree, yeah, there was some people that called themselves Christians that did every single thing he did. But the vast majority of Christians were being fed to lions, dying for Christ's sake. They're, yes, they're in America. They're doing a wonderful great thing. Some of y'all are listening right now. You're living this life, and that's what you call yourself. Just so you know, we ain't talking about you. That's all I'm saying. And I want to make it clear, no Christians ain't doing this. Christian, it's wicked. It is Christians, but it's wicked Christians. I just wish you'd just, and you can do it your own way. I cannot control you. You can keep doing it exactly what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing it the way I'm doing it because on this block, on this network, I'm responsible for who hears stuff. Now, you might say, Seth, that's you. Let me be me. I'm just saying, yes, everything he's saying is true. I'm not taking nothing from what he's saying. I'm just saying it wasn't all the believers. It wasn't all the Christians. Uh, Pastor Chris and then back to LSU. Okay, all I wanted to say was to LSU and yourself, Brother Seth, is that we're talking about Western Christianity. You know, that's what most of us have been brought up on, Western Christianity. But there are other Christianities different that were African prior to Europe and Rome getting Christianity. So, you know, when you say Western Christianity, I would say yes. But, yeah. you know, yeah, I hold think, on, hold on. I'm just saying, Let's be clear. Let's be clear. When we say Western, Christ, Western Christianity, you're saying yes to what? I'm saying Western, you know, Western Christianity was a manufactured religion. Let me ask you a pointed was... question because people are listening. Okay. I just I okay. just want to ask you a question because we're going back to Brother Elishua. He got the mic. I want to ask you a pointed question. Even under the umbrella of Western Christianity, I'm under Western Christianity. Right. I don't believe everything they say. I don't believe Jesus was white, so maybe I'm not no. Western Christianity. I don't believe a lot of the white supremacy they teach, but I was born under Western. My mother died under probably Western Christianity. Everybody I know that's a believer in a lot of these churches is practicing Western Christianity. Just because they're practicing Western Christianity, does that mean they don't know Christ? They don't know his Holy Spirit? Yes. All, I yes, say, all you have to do is look at what they've done. That's all I've got to say. Is it Christian or is it not? 
I guess what I'm saying is this, and, I, and I'm done. I'm done. I guess what I'm saying is this. Are is people deceived? Then we're going to be eligible. Is people deceived in supporting Israel? Yes. Is people deceived into thinking Christ was white? Yes. Is people deceived, deceived? Yes, 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 yes. But can those same people be God's elect, be chosen of God, be do they know him? Are they going to be with him when they die? I think yes. And so this show, I, I'm hoping, wakes them mean, up so and let them your, see. You're, you're put, let them, you are putting yourself in the place of God. You're going to judge these people and say, oh, they're going to get right. And that's not, you know, I'm just saying, where in the scriptures does it say that? I'm saying I got right. Where in the scriptures does it say they're not going to get right? I'm saying you got right. And you got, and Where you in the got, scriptures? So all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is this, and I need to slow it, comment, not talk as loud because I'll be playing shows back. So let me just turn it down a few notches. All I'm saying is this. There are people that are deceived like Seth was, like Elishua was, like Pastor Chris was, like Brother John was. I'm talking to them. That's all. <laughs> be wise, brothers and sisters. You can be deceived in supporting Israel. You can be deceived in thinking Christ was white or the, or the Israelites was white. Brothers and sisters, that's not the case. But I'm not about to sit up here and imply that they know what they're doing, that they willingly doing this, and willingly do. I don't believe that. We have to be careful. But it it's should be in the like scripture that. somewhere, right? Shouldn't it be in the scripture somewhere? I can in the scripture somewhere, what? What? Oh, what you just said about them converting and all this other stuff. Yes, it doesn't say that about. Yes, it says, but we don't need to talk a lot about being deceived. Listen, what I'm saying, Pastor Chris, if they're devils, if all Christians devils, that make you a devil and me a devil. All I'm trying to say is this. I'm going to say there are Christians on this planet who are not Western Christians. And even if you are Western, hold on a second. Even if they took Christianity like they did the Bible and take out parts of the Bible, you can find uh-huh. God. A lot of these people have found God. We need to turn it back over to the show because I don't. Yes, I, I, I want. I know he got a lot more to say. We're gonna wrap this show around ten o'clock. So let me just say this because again, I want people to be crystal clear on what I'm saying. Brother Elishua, as far as his accusation against the Jewish people. I agree. Well, what you're saying, Brother Seth, what I'm saying is everybody that he kept saying Christians doing this and Christians doing that and Christians doing this, and, and these Christians, they, and I know a lot of y'all Christians getting mad at me, and I'm thinking anybody listening that's a Christian might say, oh, he's talking about me. And maybe they may disagree with him for, the, for this season because they don't know. I'm letting them know it don't mean you are the devil. It don't mean you're in cahoots with these Jews. They just got y'all. They've been lying to y'all because, like he said, they control the, control the press. We're trying to have, wake Seth, you I'm, up. Seth, That's if all. I may just if I may, if I may, because we have to run out of time. And please, uh, people who are listening in, who are listening in via the Internet and you didn't call in the show, if you do not call on the show within the next seven minutes, you're going to be disconnected. Um, 
Let me just say this. And, real quick. and he's right. He's doing part of. That's my job. But but he's right. Thank you for for doing my job because I forgot. He's right. Uh, those you listening online, you want to get in on this and ask a question. Now, let me ask that brother a question. If you want to ask Brother LSU a question or Pastor Chris or myself, go ahead and call that number right there in front of you because, like he said, at 10 o'clock, you will not be able to call in. We only contracted the team. We will probably roll over just a little bit. But uh, go ahead, uh, Pastor Chris, and finish up. And then LSU is back in your hands. Pastor I'm Chris, go ahead and finish, and then it's back in LSU's hands. I'm going to just turn it over to LSU. Go ahead, LSU. Okay. Keep in mind you have the Farrakhan clip. I don't know if you want to play it or not, but you have that one clip left. Okay. Okay. This actually unfolded quite well. Everybody listening, did you all perceive the way that Seth responded when I used the word Christians? In actuality, Seth got defensive. But I've been using the word Jewish all night. And do you know that there are Jewish people who take the same reaction and response as to what Seth did when we say Jewish people? But people in the bigger conversation understand that if I say I got a problem with CBS, there are people at work at CBS who love God, God-fearing people, who are probably not in agreement with all of CBS's programming, but they work for CBS. People ask them, who you work for? CBS. Okay, all right. Who's your employer? CBS. So they're associated and identified with CBS. But I guarantee you, those people do not get offended if something happens on CBS and it causes a scandal and everybody starts speaking negatively and exposing things about CBS. Now, I didn't want to do this, but I, I got to get to the truth. And I'm going to do it as quickly as I can. It's a rapid fire. It is. I'm going to shoot it out real quick. In the year, uh, I can't tell you exactly what year, uh, about 26, 28, Yahweh Shad Jesus the Christ, was crucified. He was crucified as a result of the Jewish people excusing him of subversion and treason. They accused him of blasphemy, but they convinced the Roman government that he was committing treason, that he was a subversive. And at the behest of the Jewish leaders, Yahweh Hamashat, Jesus the Christ, was crucified, assassinated, hung on a cross. And some 80, 90 years later, the Messianic movement that he was principal as a, as a result of, all of his apostles were dead. And in about the year 90, the Romans, the very people who killed the Messiah, moved the Jerusalem church, the head of the church, to Constantinople. And at that time, they usurped what the Messiah began as a messianic movement. The very people, let's think about the irony of that, the very people who assassinated the Messiah, the Hebrew Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah, was assassinated, crucified by the Roman government, and then less than 100 years, that very government took over his religion. And then you come about another 130 years and you come to a period called, uh, we're living in the imperialistic age, and, a wrong, and an emperor comes into Rome named Constantine. Constantine hears about this sect, that's the way it was identified, called the Way. 
And he realized that these people have been a problem because, like Ellie Shure, they're always running their mouth about their faith. They're not quiet about it. And they're causing people to believe. And it's, ta- and it's causing disruption and unity within the empire. So what he did is he said, we don't take over it. We label it and give it a name. And from thus created the Roman Church, the Roman Catholic Church, which Christians are so quick to dismiss themselves from, but they don't understand that that was their mother. And Constantine, by the sword, you want to talk about violence, went forth in what they called the Christian Crusades, killing millions of people and, give, and making forced conversions. A few hundred years later, a, people, a group of people, Europeans, rose up called the colonizers. And the majority of people in Africa today who practice religion practice, contrary to what people say, Western Christianity because they had that Christianity imposed upon them through colonization. And the people who Pastor Chris are referring to, they were not imposed. But as I said, they retroactively identified that which they followed as Christianity. As a matter of fact, those very people that Pastor Chris talked about, many of them are still in Africa, and who they actually are are of the are of the Israel Israelite Judaic diaspora. They are us. They're Israel. And what you practice and how you practice defines what you claim to be of. And that's why I come to Yahweh says that one of the greatest commandments is that you do not take my name in vain. And one of the reasons why he was so upset at the people of Israel when he spoke to Paul and he said, you are holding the truth in unrighteousness. Now, I could continue to chronicle the death and the destruction that has come under the name of Christianity. Christianity has killed more people than Islam. And because I lay out the historical facts, and you want to hold on to your belief, don't make me an enemy because I tell you the truth. Because I ain't speaking nothing to you but facts, to you but truth. Everything I say and come out of my mouth can be documented. It can be proven in the scriptures. And I've proven it various show after show after show after show. And my Brother grandma, my mama knows when I talk about it. When my mama say I call, when my mama sees my post on Facebook, who has been a Christian all her life, she know daddy. She know baby boy ain't talk about her. Because she does not live her life the way Christianity dictates. Brother Yes, sir. I heard somebody call my name. Brother Elisha, just for time's sake, sir. you keep going the way you're going. Just 30 seconds, 20 seconds. Okay. okay. Again, so, again, I don't mind you saying, I, I, I don't, it's not a matter without mind. You can keep doing what you're doing. You can keep saying it again. But I'm just saying, when you're talking about Christian on the line, you Christians, I know y'all, you Christians. My point is, so we just went blank on the line, Huh? Okay, I get you. I, I get you. So let let, let, let me get line. out what I'm saying in 20 seconds, and I'm out of here, brother. You got the mic. All I'm saying is this: if I, I, I can say the exact same thing, literally 100% what you're saying. You don't have to say it like I said, but I will say those Christians. There were people that went in the name of Christianity. They were not of Christ. That don't make them Christians. Seth, you, Seth, you didn't let me finish no, 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 Let me you just ask you a question. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. Cause, let me ask you a question. 
the people that called themselves Christians that did all this evil and they're still doing evil and it's going to continue to do evil, that call themselves evil, are they of Christ? Of what? Are they of Christ? Why are you asking me, are they of Christ? I'm asking you, these Jews, word, these that people, word, these devils, hold word, on. Word, word. I'm saying no, on, Christians, C-H-R-I-S-T. Hold on. Let me answer the question. I-A-N means of that person. Britain. Okay, let me answer your question. Let me answer the question. Let me the question. Are they of Christ? Yes, they are. Because this is what you all do not get. I'm not saying that everybody doesn't get. But the term Christ is a European English translation of the word Hamashiach. So when you say are they of Christ, they are of this invention. They are of this religion. Okay. Let me let me ask you this way. I hear you. I hear you. But let me say you're cutting me off and not let me finish my thought. Because I want people to get context and understand something. Because part of the reason that we are destroyed is because we suffer from a lack of knowledge. And the knowledge that we have is misconstrued, and like I said, people control the narrative. But the reality is, is that the term Christ was not known to the apostles. They didn't speak in Greek, and neither were they English Europeans. They used the word called Hamashiach, which means the Messiah. So even the fact that you question, when you ask me were they Christians, were they of Christ, they were of, yes, of Christ. They were of that belief system. Because as we think, so are we. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And as I was about to say about my mother, my mother reads my oh, post. Hold on, Ellen Shaw. Hold on, Ellen Shaw. Hold on before you go to your mother. Because I'm out of here. I just was, I was posing. Hold on. I was posing asking in 20 seconds, and so let me finish, and I'm out. <laughs> I know y'all can hear me, but I'm wondering if Ellen Shaw just hang up. I know he ain't hung up. Hold on, everybody. I'm going to get him on the line because this is his show. And I know he didn't hung up intentionally. So, Brother John, you're there. Hey, Brother John, I'm going to open up your line. Can you hand your phone to Sugar? Because we're wrapping up, and I don't want him to. He probably was moving around and dropped the call. So, John, your line is open. Can you hand your phone to Ella Shure, please? Brother John? Brother John? Y'all bear with me, everybody. Sometimes these calls drop. You know, he's on a sale. Okay, let's do this, everybody. Just bear with me. I'm going to call the brother because I know he wasn't done, and this is good. It's all good what he's saying, but I just want him to finish, so bear with me. Okay, here we go. Uh, Brother Elishua. Brother Elishua. You there? Okay, let me open up your line. Hold on a second. Okay, everybody. Brother Elishua is there. Let's put him on merge. Bear with me. We're going to merge these calls. Okay. Now, can you hear me, Ella Shaw? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Now, 
Here's what I was wanting to say, and that is this. Um, you're there, Brother Ellis, you're right? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right, here's what I was going to say. Whatever name the believers call themselves, whatever name, whatever name, whatever the proper name, let's say Christian wasn't the name. I believe you. I don't think they was called. I, I got you. I understand. But whatever the name is, these evil people can call themselves that name. Now, they go throughout history, they do everything that they did. Now let's do the blog. So it doesn't matter that they got the name wrong. We are talking about Mary's baby, the person that walked the water. They are representing, according to them, the same person. So whether or not the tags are right or the labels are right, that's kind of not what I'm saying. I'm saying when, when you say you Christians, are you Yehudians? Are you Mashiachians? Whatever you want to call us by the proper name. I'm saying these people don't really represent that person that walked in the walk the water, Mary's baby. And so when you say you Yehudians, you're talking about them wicked people. You're, you're throwing people in there that's, that's, that don't know nothing about what these people did, and you're talking as though they're doing something to Christ. They're doing something to the Jews. They're doing something, and they most millions of Christians, or millions of believers, or millions of followers of Christ on this in this planet, or on yeah, on this planet, don't have a clue that what you're saying is even right. So they can be tricked into to promoting uh, Israel. They can be tricked in promoting uh, the Holocaust. They can be tricked in promoting anything these people that controls the media is doing. So when you say you people or you Yehudians, there are folks that's listening, and and they're, they're, they're you understand what I'm trying to say, brother. What you're trying to say to me is that the people have no responsibility or obligation for their deception. What you're saying right. to me is that people if they're ignorant, walking with right. groups, they no, don't. No, no, if wait, they're ignorant. But, 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 but let me say this here. Seth, you can't claim ignorance when it comes to judgment day. The Bible so says sin is when a man knows. No, 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 hold on. Let me ask you a question. You can't claim if you don't know. You can't claim if you don't know. Let me ask you a question. Okay, but let me ask you a question so we stay on point. What was Abraham's name before he was called Abraham? His name was Abram. Why did Yahweh change his name? And why was that so important? Why was it that is so important. significant? No, no, hold up, Seth. Let me make my point because you keep interjecting before I actually get to make my point. And the reason why that's so important, that's why he says you're not to take my name in vain. Because when you were killing them people through the crusades, when you were exploiting a religion that you say I started to put people in captivity and steal the land, you were taking my name in vain. You're misrepresenting me, and you're causing the world to think something about me that is not true. So we can't say that a name is something that is insignificant when he said that if you take my name in vain, I will send you to the lake of fire for eternity. We can't say it's sure. an insignificant thing when Paul said when Paul said that those who hold his name in vain and hold the truth in unrighteousness deserve destruction. 
The bottom line is that, yes, we walked in deception. But when we started waking up, you're not no Christian. You can claim a Christian, but you do not believe and carry and behave yourself like a Christian. As a matter of fact, most Christians who claim Christianity would say you are something different. And the very people that you say, the ironic thing is that when they wake up, why is it that they leave Christianity? My Why point did they is stop this. going to church? Okay, let me say this. Because they wake up, what? they will sleep. If and now you they wake woke. up. And then when you woke, when you woke, why would you still lay in the same reception and be identified with this group, this nation, this institution of oppression? Christianity, I don't care what nobody says, because only us people who have been fallen victims to the narrative that they have controlled believe that Christianity is this wonderful religion. People in Eastern worlds reject it. People in Africa reject it, only the, <laughs> except for the Africans who have been deceived by the same deception that we were deceived by. Because who did they colonize first? They went to Africa. So the bottom line is, like I said about my mother, which I've been trying to make this point, my mother reads my Facebook messages. She reads my Facebook posts. My brother does, too. My family members do, too. But when we show up at family events, they don't act crazy towards me because they are informed enough to know that when Gary says Christianity, I didn't even use my Hebrew name just then, and I'm talking about their son, their nephew, their brother, they mean I'm talking about a false religion, and they know I'm not talking about the church the church that nurtured them in their faith, the church that grew them up in the, tr- in, in, in the, the degree of truth that they were exposed to. But Paul said it. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put childish things away. And I cannot hold on to a lie knowing that I know truth, that I know different. And the fact is that right now what you're, what you're trying to explain and express is what a lot of Jews are going through. And for any of us who listen to this message, listen to this thing, I would say I know it's painful. I know it's painful when your leaders deceive you and betray you. And they do things not without your consent and you bear the consequences. That's what your people have done. That's what your people have done, not just to us who were Israel, the true Israel. They didn't just steal our identity because part of the situation that we're in, Kanye was right. It was a decision. The moment we start disobeying the laws and commandments of God, we opened up ourselves into the decision. And the ultimate betrayal is that when he sent us a Messiah, we hung him on the cross. And when the high priest said, I'll give you Barabbas or you can have Yahweh shot. They said, take the Howard shot and put this upon us. And that's why we are in this condition. So in a sense, Kanye was right. And his trilateral thinking above most of us, he understood that we do have a choice because we had a choice by our actions and what we chose to believe. And the fact of the matter oh, is that sure. I tell everybody out there right now, it's real simple. It's real simple. The word that I just said about Christ, that exchange you just witnessed between me and Seth. You might be saying, where is he coming from with that? The fact of the matter is, people, we are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And if you understand that everything that we have encountered in terms of this Christian apparatus has been given to us by Europeans, and many of them have gotten a scholarship from these Jewish people and Jewish scholars, and that stuff is deception. 
The Hamashiach, the Messiah, did not walk around Judea. Him and the apostles called themselves Christ. As a matter of fact, I know in the Christian world, I heard preachers say and theologians say that the first Christians and the first use of that term was associated with the Messiah. They're lying. They lied to me. Them people sit up in that college class. They sit up in that university that I paid over twelve, the $12,000 a year to attend, and they were sitting up there lying to me. Okay, let me say this to you. Let me just get this out, okay? I think sometime when you talk, this is just me. We're just talking. I don't, you talk, I guarantee you, you shouldn't feel like I'm cutting you off. Trust me. My point is this, Ellisure. This is my point. Under what Brother Chris called Western Christianity, this is what has happened. Number one, all of what we call Western Christianity is not evil. They took something that was good, the Bible, and they laced it with white supremacy. It is it up is to the supremacy. clergy to decipher the truth. I'm not about to throw out the baby with the bathwater and leave my people without nothing. I want the lie to be... They got the church. Be, they got the church. They got the church. No, Seth, what finish. you're doing is you're misrepresenting Ella, your sure. You, like you said, said I cut you off. I, I never you said, said you I cut Christian. you off. Hold on a second. When you said that, I stopped because I didn't want to be guilty of that. I'm saying that to you now. I've been talking for less than 40, 45 seconds. Let me just get out what I'm saying because I know, you know, I don't mean no harm. I'm just saying what I'm saying. There are people hey, out here that went to church Sunday. Pastor Chris, please let me get this out. There are people that went to church Sunday, and you can talk, Pastor Chris. There's people that went to church Sunday. I I was just going to say I have to get off the line. I have another call coming in. It's really important. I understand. Well, thank you for participating, and we're wrapping up here anyway, but thank you, Pastor Chris. We enjoyed your invitation. Have a good one, Pastor Chris. Bless you, my brother. And everybody, those of you on the phone lines that are still on the phone line again, you can ask a quick question because we're wrapping up here quick. If you're, on the, if you're in the chat room, you can type a question quick, quick, quick because we're wrapping up here. But I just want to say this one thing. I don't mind people attacking what my belief system, how my belief system came about. But I know good and darn well everything I don't believe is of the devil, and you didn't say that. But my point is we have to be very careful when we're calling out evil that was a part of my belief system. There was a man that walked the earth. He did die for our sins. When he died, we was placed in him. We are of him. If we're not calling ourselves by the proper name, but we're trusting in him and trusting in his father, okay, we on the right boat. When you start knocking the Christianity and you don't say it and, and, and keep the components where they need to be, where it's truth, it's truth. You know, the the thing I have against you and Pastor Chris, and really people that say this, is oftentimes when you say Western Christianity, what specifically are you talking about? Name the belief, white image of Christ, we got it. Uh, how is name one Jesus? We got it. If you want to say his name one Christian, we got it. Okay, what else? Keep going. Name it all. Be able to spit it out quickly. But we keep throwing out these blankets, Christianity, Christian, and it makes me think it's demonic, really. It makes me think it's something to drive people away from the church. 
And I don't think that's ludicrous. No, you don't leave the church. You leave white supremacy. No, you don't leave the father. You leave white supremacy. There's nothing wrong. I went to a church this, this, this week on Sunday, and they was talking about loving and forgiving and, and, and giving God your all. They call him God. They didn't call him Yah. But that's were they odd. telling the truth? That's were odd. they telling the truth? Cannot people get delivered? Let, let, last thing, last thing. Cannot, last thing, brother, last thing. Please let me get that. I'm done. Then you got the mic again for 15 minutes if you want it. But let me get this out and I'm done. They talked about forgiving. They talked about obeying. They talked about being submissive to, 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 to Christ, to the Father, to this person we call the Son. There's nothing wrong with that. If you start knocking Christianity, and, and, and you should knock the lies, anything, wherever we go as a people, if we all left the church and tomorrow we start meeting in our houses, some lie going to come out of that. Do I think we should change a lot of this once we know the truth? Yes. But when you were saying earlier we take his name lightly, nobody said that we're taking his name lightly. If you find out that's the new, true name, you hear me say y'all all the time. Change your name. But don't don't touch the Messiah. I'm I'm defending the Messiah. You know, that really believe. Last thing I'm going to say, I promise you, I guess it's just it. You know, maybe you can do a part two or some Thursday. All the thing I'm saying is this. To me, to me, to me, it sounds like when you say... You know, Christians ain't this and Christians ain't that, and we need to get away from Christianity. When folk they think you mean leave the church, leave it. You probably that's what I'm saying. Well, if that's what you're saying, great. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying when you go to these churches, you need to be seeking the Father and not these ministers. You need to understand his name was Yah. You need to understand his son's name was Yahshua. You need to understand that he wasn't white. You understand that the Hebrews was black. You need to understand that it's not. we can't go to him based upon our natural. All this I'm going to be saying. But there is too many good teachings about marriage and dying to self. And I know, I know that the Father requires that to be taught. I know that. If you disagree, that's fine. You got the program. It's your program tonight. But those of you listening to this show, just know this brother Seth is saying this, and I'm out. I say get rid of everything you hear Brother Ellis should say. That's a lie. But getting rid of Christianity, to me, to me, I say it too. Yes, get rid of the lies and Christianity. But I'm not saying get rid of Christianity. I'm not saying it because I think what it is you're getting rid of your own salvation, but getting rid of the, of the what these so-called Jews are doing. Oh wow! Yes, 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 oh, wow. yes. Get rid of the lies and all that. That's Seth, all I'm saying. Go ahead, Ellen. Seth, that, that is definitely the outlandish comment you just made. Man, if that is not witchcraft, I don't know what is. You said that if I get rid of Christianity, I am getting rid of my salvation. If oh you get rid God, of the Christianity, man. listen, let me, let me explain. If yes, you get rid of Christianity, the way the average person, hold on, man, hold on. If you get rid of Christianity, the way the average person thinks, the average person thinks, the average person thinks Christianity is going to church, reading your Bible, uh, uh, obeying Christ, if you get rid of that, 
That's what I mean. Yes, yes. If you get rid of the Bible, church, uh, okay, okay, everything okay, Grandmama told now, him, everything Grandmama told him, and you get rid of that. Yes, you, you get rid can of your salvation. Yes. Can, hey, can I continue now? That's what you meant. Can I continue? First of all, I have never said the word "you Christians." I don't think I've ever used that phrase. You just say you're Christian because you're mad all you want to. You say you're Christian because no, you're mad Christians. all you want to. I say Christians. No, I say Christians. And if I say you Christians, I'm sure this is recorded. Because you I said you Christians can get mad at me all you want to. Let me say this. Let me say this because we're, what we're doing now is we are literally getting sidetracked by the foxes at the vine. And we have forgotten and gotten moved so far away from the subject matter of what the show is about that literally it's, it's, you couldn't recognize the first half of the show. So let me say this and this, and then, then this is my last thing to say this, this is because really we have just really went in a whole totally different direction, and I was not expecting this. This is not what I had prepared for. I had not prepared to defend the fact that I think Christianity is a false religion. That was not what I was prepared for. But I will say this in this regard, and it's this, <clears throat> is that we're probably never going to see eye to eye on this because I've given you the history. I told you, and everybody that everything that I heard, and I've said, the people have heard. They've heard me say it. I went. I, I don't know how many times I went back and forth and explained that the distinction between the church that Yahushua began, that Jesus began, and a religion that came later called Christianity. I made that distinction. I don't know how many times. Now here's the fact, though. Now let's do this, and this is what I'm going to end it with, this right here. I'm going to start from the beginning. This is what Christianity teaches and preaches. And everything I'm supposed to tell you, you tell me if Christianity does this or does this not. Christianity does not keep the feast. Christianity says that Christ was crucified on a Friday and rose on a Sunday. Christianity observes a theological doctrine called the Trinity when there is no such thing in the scriptures. All of them don't teach uh, that Friday thing. That's not true. Not all of them teach that Friday thing. You're not the only one saying a lot of okay. this. A lot of okay, pastors okay, are saying what you're saying. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me, let me, let me finish because you said you let me finish. Okay. And again, that is the tradition of the Christian church. That's why come they have a thing called Good Friday. It is so, it is so obscene that they're saying that the day that Christ was crucified on was called a Good Friday. That is the tradition of the Christian church. Nobody else does that. Okay, when it comes to the commandments, Christianity said that we are saved by grace through faith and that your actions thereafter have barely, really no consequences. That you are not, that, that from that point on, and you have to understand that this whole thing, this whole belief system. I, don't, I never heard a church teach that. Men. Never heard your actions okay, have okay, no bearing. Okay. Seth, what they say, if you confess what they call the sinner's prayer, that now everything you committed, it's already forgiven before you committed. Absolutely. And the Bible says, and the Bible says that trans that sin is transgression of the law. But the Where there is no law though. The law, but the teach the, the Christians teach that the law is done away with. But the Messiah talked different. Paul talked different. The apostles talked different. But yet the Christian church maintains that the law is obsolete. 
that all of the brothers there is a coaching don't believe none of that. Hold not on a second. Kojic Kojic is so into the law. Listen. That's what I mean. You saying that's what I hmm. mean. Let me you just say this. You, you can Brother Elishua, just thir- just thirteen seconds, man. I'm gonna look at the clock. Thirteen seconds. Kojic is one of the any Pentecostal denomination is not gonna believe you can just see and see and see it. There's millions of them. No, they don't consciously. They don't consciously refer to it as sin. Set. They don't say they that. They do call it sin. But, because, but, 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 but based upon their doctrine, set, the Bible says that transgression of the law is sin. But if Christian theology teaches and preaches that the law is obsolete, then how can you sin? I'm saying to you, it's people that believe you just got to live holy. And they believe in keeping living, all the laws. Living holy, living holy, living holy. What I'm trying to say to you, you're caught up in the word grace. You're talking about these white ministers mainly. That is not oh, the set, black set, church. Set, 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 set. The black church is just, as, is just as out of control as the white church. And in some instances, it's even more. And in Brother, fact, I'm into a battle right now, it, and we can... I'm into a, a conversation black- right now with my pastor, and I'm about to leave because this brother really is so into works, it ain't even crazy. He actually think that, I mean, trust me, you way off. It's a lot of churches believe you cannot live any kind of way. You can't be lying, cheating, stealing. That's Again, white churches on the faith, on the grace thing, where you, where they make it, it sounds like what you're saying. But Seth, even in and of itself, that what you just said is religion. Because let me tell you something about the Black Christian Church. The Black Christian Church said, if you drink a glass of wine, you ain't seen. The Black Christian Church say, if you wear your hair a certain way, you wear your clothes a certain way, and you act a certain way, you're in sin. A black Christian church refers to a black man off the street who comes in and he says pants may be sagging. He may have cornrows in his hair and he may have dreads, but their immediate response to that man is that that man is a sinner. But they don't know if that man keeps the law. They don't know if that man keeps the commandment. And the whole message conversation of holiness when it comes to the church and the black church, it is basically centered around religion and legalism. It is not centered in truth. And that's why so many people, when they get grown, they leave these churches. Because when they start knowing the truth, they realize, wait a minute, that was a bunch of religion and bondage that the people were teaching me. I am nobody on the planet Earth that probably is more stronger on the freedom that I have in Christ than me. I am understanding that, but I understand what controls me and what I'm obligated to are the commandments of God. I don't see no one in the commandment of God that says, Thou shalt not drink a glass of wine. Thou shalt not do this. But it says, There is a lot of thou shalt not. And what's crazy is about everything it says, Thou shalt not do, Christians think it's okay to do. The most simplest thing is like, if you're going to keep the commandments, observing the Sabbath day. They do not do that. And none of these Christians you talk about now. Because now we're going to talk about those that you're talking about. Because we want to talk about them. But none of those everybody- people. Ella Shure, you realize how many times you're saying Christians don't let you do this, Christians don't let you do that. This is what I was saying earlier about throwing a blanket over all the Christians. That's not a blanket statement. That's not a blanket statement. 99% of Christians do not observe the Sabbath. That's not a blanket statement, brother. 
Right. If it's a, if Christian, it's a, a modern if, Christian, if you, though. If it's but a listen, let's just say this. Let's just say you're right. If it's a blanket statement, show up to the church on Saturday. I'm and not talking about the, the Sabbath thing. The Sabbath thing I agree with you on. The Sabbath thing I agree with you on. The Sabbath thing, you're right. 99% of churches don't up there. True. But if you go up to 99% of them, hold on. If you go up to them, 80%. I'm sorry? What about tithe? What about tithe? What about what? Tithe? What about tithe? Paying tithe? Yeah, they believe in paying tithe. What are you saying? That's contrary to the, that's contrary to the law. Okay, hear me out, 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 brother LSU, hear me out. I was with you when you learned that. Mm-hmm. I, I literally was in the same Bible mm-hmm. study when we got a revelation on that. If mm-hmm. I say that the LSU, prior to that Bible study, if I talked about him the way you're talking about Christians, it wouldn't have been fair. Because you really loved the Father. You was trying to obey the Father. You was trying to obey his word. And once you found different, you did. You act different. So all I'm trying to yeah, say that's is right. That's right. Because when you know better, you do better. When you know better, all I'm trying you to do say better. Is, is, so why, should I, why should I continue to go to a church? Why should I go to that church every, every Sunday when I know two principal things that I know to disagree with? I know I do not believe that Sunday is the Sabbath. I know I do, believe, do not believe that churches are together tied. Okay. Are, are, are I, would find, I know I believe. I get, my thing is this. My thing is this. Like I said to you a long time ago, I said this to you a long time ago. This is just where I'm at. Then we wrap up the show, so I got to talk now, and we got to hang up. I mean, after I talk, comment, please, briefly. We got to hang up, but we just got to do a part two. I got to go, like something going on with me now. Got to get to work. You know, didn't want to tell everybody that, but I got to go to work. So all I'm saying is this. If I found out my church don't keep the Sabbath, I'll go ask why. If the pastor in his knowledge say, we don't believe we have to observe days. The Bible talks about the Apostle Paul rebuking some people having begun the spirit or whatever they want to say. We can't get into the doctrine of it now. And in that pastor's mind, or in my mind, or in whoever's not observing the Sabbath, mind, they don't see it. The Bible says sin is when a man knows to do something and he don't do it. You're talking as though because they're Christians and they're doing it, they're guilty. I disagree with that man, and I will always disagree with that. And I will always have mercy on people to know because I and you did know at one point. And we was doing it, and we thought we was righteous, and nobody better not say nothing to us. So I'm going to give them the same grace until they know better. That's where I'm at with this whole blog I don't know better if you object to somebody telling them that. How do they know Well, you gotta, they're going to object. They don't know. They, you have to go back and forth like we're doing. No, 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 no. I, I, every time I talk about it, I correct. Every time I, 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 I voice an opposition, I come along with the correction and the truth. So the fact of the matter is, is that how they going to know if you don't know? How would they hear without a preacher? The fact of the matter is, is it's very simple, is that people do not want to change. And you and I, we change. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child. You want to identify me back then? I was a child. I was operating in deception. Because of the people who were teaching me and leading me were misguiding me and leading me in deception. But I would be a fool to come back 20 years later and they said, you still there? What are them people deceiving you? What Let me say this, man. Let me say this. And you still there? Were you a fool? Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this, LSU. 
let me say this, and I got and, and I and I think I haven't said enough. I can go. This I got. This got to be my last comment. Then I want your last comment. Then we're wrapping up. I disagree. I just simply disagree. I agree with everything you said in terms of what these Jewish people have done to curtail, take glory from the Father, changing the name. I agree with everything you pretty much say until you start saying, uh, uh, lumping up Christians as though they all know, they all know better, they all deserve, you don't, you didn't say they deserve judgment, but you all, I think a lot of people don't know, and when they know, they know. Maybe they don't like, they don't want to hear from you. Maybe they'll hear from somebody else, but I believe, I believe that as a person that's born again, really hear truth, they're going to go with it. If they don't, if they don't have confidence in you, they ain't going to believe you. It don't mean they're devils. It don't mean that you need to be blasting, talking about them, nothing like that. I just think people actually don't know. And when they know, they'll do better. I think Christianity, when you say that word, it includes a lot of beautiful people who have who've given their life over to Christ. And they are, where I'm, they are why I'm at where I'm at today. They have led the example. They have been unselfish. They have spoken out against racism. They have spoken out against Anything like this, if they find out, and that's where I'm at today, do I participate, ladies and gentlemen, in deception? Yes, I'm sure I do, somewhere. Please have mercy upon me if you see it, because I'm trying to walk this straight and narrow. It is so, so much deception. Do not lump me into that cast of disobedient Christians or none like that. Yes, I consider myself a Christian. That means people that follow Christ. I just looked it up on the Strong's Concordance, uh, Strong's G5546, under that word that says Christian. I click on the according to the Greek definition, says follow Christ. That's what I'm trying to do in spirit. Is that word wrong? Probably. Probably. But according to the Greek definition of being a follow Christ, I'm guilty. So I will continue to call myself a Christian until I come astute. I do know that I'm a Mashiach. I do have some history on that and knowledge on that as well. But when I become clearer, maybe I won't call myself a Christian. I still call myself a believer. I still I call myself both a Christian and a believer. Maybe Brother LSU is right and we shouldn't call ourselves Christians. All right. But follow of this person that walked in the Old New Testament, I'm he. So any Christian that's going by that name doing cricket stuff, I distance myself from them. Don't lump me with them. I'm not with them people. Even when we call ourselves by the proper name, somebody's going to call themselves by their proper name and do some stupid stuff, and then somebody's going to come along and talk about that. I just want to be crystal clear. Again, I know people listen. Some people have come in half on these shows. They ain't listen to the whole thing. They listen to little sound bites, and they they go away thinking, oh, five smooth stone is out here saying Christians ain't Christian. Throw away Christianity. No, I'm not. I'm saying throw away the lies in Christianity. Throw away the deception in Christianity. Throw away the white images. Throw away the fact that we white that the Jews were white. Throw away it all. But don't throw away the Messiah. And I don't think that's what LSU is saying. But I'm just letting people know where I stand as this, this the founder of this network. What I'm trying to promote. But LSU is on tonight. I think exposing some things that need to be exposed. And I'm just saying what I'm saying. I think he's generalizing too much. I think it's making a lot of people as Christians out there question their own faith, question their own beliefs, and you shouldn't do that. You should question your belief if, it's, if, what, if what you're saying he's doing, yeah. If you are believing those people over there as the Jews, question that. If you're believing 
about the whole thing with the name Christ and research that question that, yes. But don't throw the whole baby out with the bathwater because that's what it makes me want to makes I would think a lot of people want to do. They just want to say, you know what the hell with all this? I ain't going to church. I ain't got nothing to do with them people. And it's a lot of teachings that I'm sure this brother will say that's correct. That's correct. It goes forth in these churches. A lot of people getting delivered from all kinds of stuff. Brother Elishu is one of them that got delivered and learned a whole lot of stuff under Christ, the white Jesus. Under a lot of this, and it was wrong. It's two left shoes. But he still got delivered, and his people still getting delivered. So, yes, I would say continue to fellowship with good people that's trying to serve the Father. But when you run across deception, the brother brought out tonight, you heard him. And I'm agreeing with him on that. That's all I got to say. I'm out, brother. What's your final words to wrap up? When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put childish things away. I didn't run. I don't run with the same crowd I used to. I don't hang with the same people, and I definitely don't believe the same way they do. So to everybody who's in Christianity, who is offended by the truth, because that's all I speak is the truth. And if you claim you Christianity, and I don't told you what Christianity is, I don't told you how Christianity begins, and you want to continue to maintain that, don't get offended when I say something about Christianity, because you made that choice to stay there. You made that choice to hold on to that. Because here's the true fact. I don't need Christianity to be in the kingdom. All I need is your harvest shot, his blood, and to believe in the one that he came to represent and to reflect, the Father. And as long as I keep his commandments, obey his word, and I'm already known without a shadow of a confidence, I'm born of the Spirit, I ain't got to never walk in another church another day in my life. Because I knew of a man named Paul, whether anybody or everybody who knew not, who received such revelation that he was caught up into the third heaven. And when he was caught up into the third heaven, he received such revelation that it was unlawful to speak unto man. And when that same man got that revelation, he went away. And he left for 13 years, and people didn't even know where he was. He wasn't going to no churches. He wasn't taking no synagogue. No, he went and spent time with the Father. And then that man came back, and he became the principal voice of the New Testament. His name is Paul. Good night, y'all. I love you, all of you. For me, Christian, Muslim, Judaism, Hinduism, I love you all. I love humanity, but I love the truth, too. God bless you. I'm out. And everybody, that was Elishua. And just so y'all know, the same Yahweh some people call him Christ. Stay with that person. So uh, you may not know the proper name, but stay with the proper person. Because the Bible say, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Christ. And they're going to be coming every tongue. So every tongue, meaning every his name ain't going to be Yahweh, Shah, whatever we think it is. It ain't going to be that because it's going to be every tongue. The main thing is, who are you worshiping? Elisha may have the proper name. Maybe. We seem to change it every 15 years, the Israelites. But the key is, do you know him? Elisha did his thing. I'm just wrapping up. At the end of the day, I'm responsible for this network and what 
I can't be responsible for Ella Shore, and Ella Shore can't be responsible for me. But I just try to with this network. I don't want to discourage people. Ella Shore is right, y'all. Please hear me out. He's right. I'm very, very serious. The brother is right in terms of the deception that's in Christianity. But it's not everybody. And we need not to talk about it like it's everybody and like we're all guilty. And this business for people being guilty when they don't know, I don't know about that. The Bible says sin is when a man knows. Some of y'all didn't know. He didn't know. I didn't know. Were we guilty when we didn't know? Nah, we weren't guilty. So you're not guilty if you don't know these things. If you're not certain, go and research everything you've heard. Once you know, then you're responsible. And if you continue to walk in the deception, then you are the people he's talking about. But until then, if the Father don't condemn you because you don't know, I don't condemn you. And you don't have to necessarily step in the church house. He's right. But the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourself with other believers. It says it. I didn't say it. I ain't authored that. I ain't nobody. It says, don't forsake the assembling of yourself with other believers. And so that's all I'm saying. This network is advocating scripture. And that's what the Bible says. I have to say it, whether I want to or not. Bible say, do not forsake the assembling of yourself with other believers. You don't have to be in no church house. He's right. You don't have to never step foot in a church house. But you better be stepping foot with your brothers and sisters in some type of fellowship. And I'm out. All right? Good night. I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, folks, Thursday, we'll try to have on another show. Stay tuned. I enjoyed this. I'm not going to let the enemy come in and, and paint anything other than truth. I think Brother LSU did an excellent job uh, exposing the enemy. I just had trouble with him blanketing and uh, just throwing all of us in the blanket. And then when I try to clarify it, he's saying I'm not talking about everybody, and yet he keeps talking about everybody. And, and you know, again, if you don't want to, uh, anyway, anyway, I think y'all heard us out, okay. But he did have the bulk of the mic, so I don't feel like I'm, doing too too wrong for saying what I'm saying. I love the brother. He loved me. That's how we are. And uh, I hope y'all can just hear the difference, okay? All right? Again, if you don't know and you, you, you're listening, you say, man, I don't know if, if I should stay in this church or not. If all is, if all is w- evil and wicked, yeah, but there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of good teachings. Yes, there is. Oh, yes, there is. There's a lot of people getting delivered off drugs, delivered from unforgiveness, delivered from selfishness, delivered from abuse, delivered from delivered, 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 delivered. Yet, they have a white image up. A lot of people getting set free in these churches. Oh, my God. I'm not going to let somebody call his name wrong. Stop the way to your matters going forward. The way to your deliverances is going forward. I love the church. I don't necessarily love Christianity because I know what it means. But those that call themselves Christians that are really about Christ, I love them, and even those that don't. And I want to be in fellowship with the church. God knows my heart, and God knows his heart too. He's seen some that made that pushed him out. As for out of out of out of fellowshipping with the um, with the.
with the local church. I understand Elishua. It's poison to him. And I agree, what he is talking about poison is poison. But in the local body, I have found salvage. I've learned all types of fellowship. I've got having all types of healthy fellowship that have made me what I am today. Amidst all of the deception, not because of the deception, in spite of the deception. Please forgive me for these little words afterwards. But again, we do. We all. I am on the show as well. I'm just wrapping up. He just left, so he left. But but just hear, my, hear your brother's heart as well. Hear my heart as well. You hear Brother Elisha, hear my heart as well. I love the saints. And they are fellowshipping at these local temples. And this beautiful thing that goes on at these temples, despite the deception from our foundation and a lot of evil things that's aimed at the church, there are people there that have the right spirit despite what they're saying with their mouth, whether or not they're speaking things proper. After all, different languages is going to call on him, and they're going to have different ways to say his name. I'm not trying to throw LSU on the bus. He has a right. If you feel like you can't trust any of Christianity, I can't trust any of it, then you do what you're supposed to do. Maybe it means for you not to fellowship there. Maybe it means so, but just make sure you're in fellowship with the brethren as the Bible says. All right? If, if you don't think that's European, that, that passage is European right there. But if you if you can trust that passage, at least be in fellowship with the brothers. Be accountable one to another. This is what helps us. The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man, and the end of his destruction. My fear and a lot of brothers leaving the fellowship is they're not in fellowship with anybody. They're not. I'm watching a lot of them. And they wind up worse off than they were in fellowship with believers, with the white Jesus in the background. I know I got that right. Anyway, my goodness. Here's Jill Scott. Ella Shaw uh, recommended me play this, and so I'm going to play this at the end. And again, I love every single one of you. See you on Thursday. I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Here's Jill Scott. You will not be able to stay home, brother. not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. 
NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.